Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Espeloni... Rigatoni... Hi. Cumberbatch. That... <laughs> Cumberbatch. That is a one gunner. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gunner. I had to bust your balls today. You threw him off. <laughs> I threw him off. That's for once. You, you got the look in your eyes. Oh. He said, Gunner, I'm late for a date. And it just puzzled your brain. Because you're thinking about the Alice in Wonderland. Okay. But it was just the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. But. I, like, I didn't think I was like late, late, late. But okay. Hey, we'll go. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about late, Gunner. What? <laughs> What's your definition of late? What's your definition of late? <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I figure, I figure it's cock drift. Did I you say cock drift? Cock drift? What's yeah. cock drift? Clock drift, but cock drift will work too. Really, I mean, like you kind of, you kind of, you kind of got to follow your cock wherever it goes. Although you really shouldn't let it be the one uh, particularly staring you in uh, your travels in life. I can't help it. Speaking of cocks. <laughs> Hi, we're Trace. I got to get a new quickly. alignment because I've been suffering from some cock drift lately. Yeah. <laughs> you do not want to see that machine, folks. That was the failed, uh, the failed pitch for the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> It was Fast and the Furious cock drift. <laughs> it just didn't go, didn't go, didn't go quite well. I, I, I live my life a quarter inch at a time. <laughs> a quarter inch at a time. <laughs> you, you can have whatever you want as long as it's my cock. Yes, you can have whatever you want as long as it's a rubber dick. <laughs> I owe you a nine-inch car. <laughs> In my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It's it's starting already. It's falling. The wheels have fallen off already. Speaking of wheels, actually, a little tidbit here: if anybody has any interest in watching the uh, Arnold Strongman Games, uh, I think they're they are this weekend or they're they're upcoming. It's pretty fucking crazy. Episode thirty nine, we talked about Conan and the Wheel of Pain. Mm-hmm. They fucking built a replica, like to scale wheel of fucking pain with. What's like with logs on it and shit, and like all like the the ornaments from the original Conan the Barbarian movie. Is it just an ornament or no? Is- no, these fuckers are they? They showed the strongman practicing with it, like pushing the fucking thing, and they were just like. <laughs> but what's the purpose? I mean, if they're all pushing in the same direction. Well, no, no, no. It's one at a time, only because that's like oh. that's why Conan was like crazy because he he's oh, he like is the last survivor of the Wheel of Pain, and he was pushing it all by himself. So in the strongman competition, <clears throat> is it like? How long you can push for? I think it's as, um, and as many revolutions. I think it's how quickly you can push it. How many revolutions can you get in the allotted time? Like how far you can push it in the allotted time. I think that's how they're measuring it. <clears throat> but I thought it was pretty pretty wild that uh, I never fucking see the Wheel of Pain talked about in, in media. I'm pretty sure we're the only ones that talked about the Wheel of Pain in 2000 fucking and it just shows up and it just pops up right there so check Man, out episode I, 39 people search for that tag What's they that? Find, hopefully they search for that tag globally <laughs> and they find out we're the only ones that talked about yeah, it in the last 20 years. actually talked about it i mean even finding the picture like you see the picture for for episode 39 it's like black and white like it looks terrible 
And I mean, no offense to the person that made the drawing. It's a very nice drawing, but it's an old, it's like an old photo of a drawing. When we were talking about a movie, well, obviously it was taken from, lifted from a comic book series, but we're talking about a movie that was produced in, I don't know, 82, 83 maybe. Yeah, so it's like it's like over thirty years old. (laughs) Before the oceans drank a lot. I cry for Conan because he cannot cry. You know, (laughs) I don't know why, but that Wheel of Pain reminded me. I watched the Flat Earthers documentary on Netflix. Why would you do that? (laughs) I mean, I guess it's got to be interesting. It was so good. What? I mean, at this point. we're going to talk about him later, but I'm pretty sure Alex Jones thinks the fucking Flat Earthers are out of their fucking minds. It's, it was so good. It was so good because what you realize is this one guy, this guy named Mark Sargent. Um, I know we didn't even talk about, talk about Flat Earth, but man, it's such a good documentary. This guy named Mark Sargent, and you know, spoiler alert, but whatever. I mean, that's what you get for listening to our podcast. This guy named Mark Sargent spent, uh, spent some time like reading all these conspiracy theory books and he seems like like one of those guys that's smart enough right smart enough to for people to follow him for him to be able to re-explain things and he's like okay well every every conspiracy book that i've read i just can't i can't believe it there's just too many uh too many holes in the story and he goes until i read the the flat earth that was the <laughs> one yeah like that was the fucking one with all the science we have behind <laughs> so what he does is he starts this he starts this like this this vlog and it's on youtube or whatever and he's just talking about how how plausible some of these things are and it's 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 really really good because what you realize is that there's actually not a whole lot of layman's evidence that the earth is round that the earth is well, a sphere I mean, it would tough. It would. It would There's not be a lot difficult. of layman's evidence because not a lot of laymen that are like creating rockets to actually go up and prove well, it, right? Right. Because like, <clears throat> I mean, like actually, so the you know you get you get kind of loaded. There, there is there is an actual mechanical physical phenomenon that indicates that the Earth is round. You know, and it gets into this whole like I don't know if you've ever seen the pendulum the pendulum test. Um. No. Go ahead. Tell us. So what? Um. What will happen is that if you have a pendulum of sufficient, you know, like with a cord of sufficient length over a sufficient span, you can actually see the pendulum walk across its swing area as the planet is rotating. So you can, you know, like you'll actually see it change its. So line. if the Earth was flat, it would, it should it would, just, it would just stay straight. It would, it would just stay straight. Right. So, because the the thing is, is that because it's it's moving, it's moving in multiple axes. Because you know the Earth is on the Earth, the Earth is on a tilt, and it's also spinning mm-hmm. while it's on that tilt. Both, and you, both you, facts. You, you can you can see you can see well, you can actually you can actually see the procession of the planet underneath the pendulum over over a long enough. This period is of where time. it gets. This is why it's I not, really it's like not an this, intuitive, right? It's not an intuitive. Because what's happened is they have this, they have this, um, I, will, I would say anecdotal evidence that the earth is flat. The yeah. anecdotal evidence is their perception of things. And I really like that because, and this is where, like, even the scientists kind of 
do a tiny, tiny bit of patting them on the back during all of this because the scientists are like, well, these are people that actually want to scientifically prove that it's flat. Um, the, the, the flaw, and this is where I kind of agree with the scientists here, the flaw is that they're trying to prove a theory instead of trying to test a system. If they're trying to test a system and then draw conclusions from that system, it would be one thing. But w if you're looking for the answer, you're going to keep doing tests until you find one that proves that answer. And that's not how science works. But ignoring that, they're like... You know, throughout this, and again, spoiler alert, fast forward over this if you're going to watch Beyond the Curve, I think it's called on Netflix. Um, but they just exactly what Gunnar's saying. There's experiments that can prove that, that the Earth is round because, because of the amount of, what is it, like 15 degrees an hour or something like that, whatever the... Whatever the math is, I'm probably off. Maybe it's 15 degrees a minute. But you can measure the actual spinning of it. And uh, they buy this like super expensive gyroscope and they like launch it into the atmosphere to do these tests. And every time the gyroscope comes back down, it's proving that the earth is round. And they're like, well, we could build a different <laughs> cage to put the gyroscope in. And they keep trying to affect the environment of the gyroscope so that it doesn't show this, uh, this rotation. But it's so fucking funny because these guys are like, they're like like maybe two years of college away from being scientists. These aren't just a bunch of buffoons. That's the part that I really, really loved about this. These guys are really smart, um, but ignorant, right? Ignorant because they're, they're intentionally choosing to ignore the tests they didn't do. Right. Right. Well, yeah, the data they've already collected, they're kind of saying, well, we're, we're throwing it out. Like yeah. we're not taking all of the data into It's kind of like ghost hunters, right? Yeah. It's kind of like ghost hunters. You don't really need to you don't need to to tell science they're a bunch of assholes to say no, but there is such a thing as ghosts. They can coexist. So all of the laws of all you know or the vast majority of the laws of 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 uh, of, of physics and uh, chemistry and stuff like that, a lot of those can still exist uh, with with in these flat earthers minds. Not necessarily in a scientist's mind. One of them um, and again, spoiler, uh, one of them decides to buy a, a high-powered laser and he wants to shoot it over the, over like, like, you know, five mile distance. And I really like this because he says, he says, what we're going to do is we're going to shoot this five miles. If two and a half miles through the laser is lower than it is on either end, then we're on a curved surface. However, if two and a half miles it's the exact same height. We're all on one flat surface, right? Well, so, did they, did, well, here's my question. Before, because obviously you're going to tell me what the answer is. Maybe not the answer to this question, but did they take? So, do they even have an approximation of the size of Earth? Then these guys are kind of saying they're they're, they're kind of under the impression that we're in the Truman Show, uh, well, and that we're well, in we're in a covered globe, and that you could you could fall off the edge if you get to it. Jesus, that's fucking dumb. Holy it's, shit. They, they, some of it's strange. Like, like, like uh, uh, this Mark Sargent guy has this. It, 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 it gets really, really fun. I, I, I really like this. I really like this documentary for so many reasons. But this Mark Cuban guy does a video and he shows all of these planes never crossing the Southern Hemisphere. And he's like, well, that's because there's a wall there. There's a wall? Yeah. Who built the <laughs> He's like it's because he's like it's because we're in a globe so they can only go back and forth you know a certain paths because they can never cross this area and then 
one of the one of the uh, the girls. I think she works for NASA. But one of the girls that's refuting him and this documentary. She goes, "Okay, I'm watching the planes. Yep, one just crossed. Okay, how do you explain that, Mark? How do you explain that?" And it's like that part I love because now, as a viewer of the show, I'm like, "Well, shit, is Mark Sargent actually?" just riding this fucking tidal wave? How can he be so smart and ignore something so simple? Right. Is he just riding this tidal wave? Did he say, you know what? I want to be the king of the shit mountain while it exists. <laughs> because king of shit mountain. <laughs> because what what could be next? He could have his own talk show, right? I mean, he's he's got he's got seventy thousand followers, which isn't a whole lot on YouTube, but you have to remember that all seventy of those followers think that he's king. Well he's pr- I mean I mean, the King of Shit Mountain is kind of a good analogy. But this is kind of, this gets a little, this is where for me it gets a little unnerving. Um, because it's, you wonder if this happens in other like academic scientific circles where it's kind of, you want so badly to prove this theory yes, yes. that you just ignore mm-hmm. data sets that yeah. are contrary to well, I mean, and, and that this was that that was actually um, largely believed to be true by a lot of scientists <clears throat> about the God particle, the Higgs particle. Gunner knows exactly what I'm talking about, although he's on his phone, so he the Higgs kind, particle, yeah. But it's a similar thing where there was a huge group of people that that believed that the Higgs particle existed, but the evidence to suggest that it existed didn't exist, well, and because the, the 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 thing was is that there was. There was a hole in the standard model that they saw, you know, like, it, it, what do they call it? It's the event, you know, like the event horizons. The absence, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And, like, they saw, some, they saw something on the periphery that it had to be interacting with so that they, they had to best guess that there was something there. So they did the same thing when they, saw, they, they found the outer planets. Like, they didn't know, they couldn't find, they couldn't see Uranus and Neptune. Right. But they saw something tweaking the orbit, the orbits of the outer planets, and they're like, okay, there has to be mm-hmm. some, they, you know, like, we can get a rough guess of what the mass is and where it has to be to affect that curve. And this is where it gets really interesting. The guy, apparently the guy that claims to be the founder of the flat earth theories, um, I believe, um, is an ex-NASA employee. And he's, when you watch his videos, you realize he's a hot mess. He is like screaming into the microphone. He is uh, trash talking all of the other flat earthers. And it's it's interesting because is he a convert or no? He still believes the Earth is flat. He still believes he believes he started the phenomenon, okay. right? And a lot of people do credit him with starting the, the the flat Earth theories. However, because you know you work for NASA and you come up with a conspiracy, people are like, "Well, maybe that's true." He he worked for them, right? Of course, you also have to accept the fact that everybody else that's working for NASA has been lying to us all of this well, time. Well, and you also which have is to very affect, like, you you have to. It's like this infallible thing, like, well, if if he's if he was so impressive, like intellectually, to work for NASA, it's like, no, there are people that are there are douche, amazing. There like, are there are douche canoes in every job. Yeah, like yeah. there are fucking yeah. nut jobs everywhere. Like they just because you're very very smart and you're very adept uh, in a science or something like that doesn't necessarily oh, mean yeah. that you can't be a complete fucking crackpot. But, like, but what's not, interesting is this guy who claims he started it. He he says that Mark Sargent was planted by the CIA. Now oh now it's it's so laughable. However, 
when you put together the data, right, this is a guy who kind of rose from a community with no leaders. He claims that he's seen all of these other conspiracies and he was able to prove them wrong, but this is the one he can't prove wrong. He's ignoring evidence like the stuff with the planes, right? How, how far-fetched is it to think that, our, that, that it's actually a conspiracy that we would want to sponsor, right? I mean, have you seen the episode of, of South Park where they find out that, and of course it's just a cartoon, but they find out that all of the conspiracy theories around 9-11 were planted by the government. So, like, do, are you arguing, which this is probably a conspiracy that I could might maybe get behind, that it's some sort of social experiment on control and divisiveness? Or maybe not a social, maybe not a social experiment as much as it is a finely controlled conspiracy because it maybe controls the wrong word. Right, but if seventy thousand people in the United States decided that they wanted to blow up a NASA building, right? Not that they would do that, but let's say that they did because they believe that NASA has been lying to us about the about the Earth being round, and they believe that we're trapped in the Truman Show and they want to break out. Wouldn't it make more sense to have the guy at the top working for you? Well, yeah, if that's what you wanted. But this is like that's why I say it's a form of social control because it's it's and what's more believable if you think about from a conspiracy perspective that a few people at the top were planted or that NASA's been lying to us for all of time. Right? Right. It's I, I love it. I love the idea, but what's fucking crazy is what if the crazy guy's right? Nobody's going to believe the crazy guy. Nobody's going to believe the ex-NASA employee that's screaming into the microphone and calling the whole community out. Um, the other thing is that it's a strong community. I mean, these people, these are, first of all, I want to I want to reinforce how smart they are. Despite them ignoring the fact that the earth is round, which I believe that they're wrong about, I would be happy for them to convince me otherwise. Um, they're actually really smart. One of the guys that's building the models, and the Wheel of Pain reminded me of this. This guy is building, he's essentially building small clocks, and he has the sun and the moon going around a model of the flat earth, and he's selling these things for hundreds of dollars. And he puts tons of time into them. He also built his own motorcycle, and the entire outside of the motorcycle is made out of a wood that I believe to be the same as the clocks that he's making. These guys are these guys are smart. I mean, they they have skills, and and that's what that's what the scientists are saying during the documentary. They're like, it's a shame because they should be on the side of science. They shouldn't be arguing science. And the other thing that the scientists say, and this part I really, really liked, I think it was really the centerpiece of the, of the, the, of the, the show, was if you shame people that are just a sliver away of being right about something scientific, you kind of push them away from science instead of drawing them towards it. And there is a little bit of an elitist mentality when it comes to people arguing what we take for granted. <clears throat> well, there so Excuse me. there's 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 a parallel thing to this as well. And maybe this gets a little too fucking hoity toity. There is a very unspoken 
Well, I don't know how unspoken. There's a classist thing going on in there too, which is that most of high, like most, most higher academia, right, are people of privilege. Yeah, and it isn't you know like they don't think of it like that, but it's it's just it's by its very nature it's a click it's a clickish group. Right, and if you are not in the if you are not in the same social circle when you come in. Um, I mean, like, you know, there, there, there's stuff where people get, you know, like, actually, that, that's kind of, I wish I could remember the fucking dude's name. You know, like, we talk about, you know, like, we talked a bunch of episodes back about Elon and SpaceX and how big a thing is. And SpaceX isn't, SpaceX got funded and, like, hustled by Elon, but the guy who actually did most of the fucking space work mm-hmm. was a dude from Kentucky whose fucking guidance counselor basically paid for him to go... To you know, like got got him the hookup to get to school, like he was straight out of high school. Like you know, well, no, he had to go to college. But it's like he he was a person who would never have been a rocket engineer. Oh, you're saying guy, you're saying that his guidance counselor pushed him into a system that like, would have yeah, normally he, rejected him. Yes, he because he, like, he, didn't he, have he the just money. he just he just right. he, he hustled because he saw that like this kid had that yeah potential. And that's and that's a, I really liked that that lesson is that the science community was kind of like. We're we're doing something wrong if we're not sitting down with these guys. These guys are trying to perform experiments, and that's let's the, talk with them. And, and the other thing is like the whole infinite plane. Now, this is one I fucking love. Now, this is one that is very difficult for our brains to even comprehend. But uh, one sec, the flat earthers are kind of divided within their own community. You know, most of them believe that we're in, that we're on the Truman Show, right? Plain and simple, and that's a little. I don't know that that I have a problem with because you're taking like a fabricated tale and using it as the center of your, like using it as the center of your argument, and that's maybe one of my one of my uh, criticisms of that flat earther kind mm-hmm. of thing. If it's like if you really think it's like the Truman Show, it's all like a set stage or whatever. Well, that's I, you know that's some somebody may, somebody with an imagination and a great imagination. Truman Show's a great great movie, but like someone with an imagination, it's. I feel like this is why I discredit like Scientology because mm-hmm. your prophet is a is a science fiction writer, right? You know what I right. mean? Like that's for some reason that's the predominant theory, even though there's huge logic flaws with it. Um, the first logic flaw, and, and when I saw these models, these clocks and stuff um, on the show. I'm like, okay, I can see where the sun's going. I can see where the moon's going. It's, I can see why they would think that this is true. And then one of my coworkers looks at the picture, and it's just so funny. And he goes, well, wouldn't it always be daytime then? And I'm like, holy shit, he's right. Like, with this model, it would always be daytime. So they need some way of hiding the sun. Selectively. Right. And like they need different to change, areas of the world, but then they need to change the times yeah. that the sun is out, yeah. and yeah, yeah, because it's, we're we're not how, an angle. How are, they, so that's why, how that's are why we the simulating exists. a sunset? <clears throat> well, different times at different parts of the world. I mean, I can Skype right now with somebody in another part of the world. There's no delay, really. I mean, a couple of you know, maybe maybe half of a second, and and they can show me the picture of the sun. How are we simulating the sunset? I mean, this is a huge logical problem with these things that somehow none of them are. You know, none of them are bringing up. None of them are, are saying is a big deal. But what I loved was this laser, okay? This fucking laser was great. Number one, um, it was just some guy buying it. 
and there's there's these flat earthers that are like, I'm going to be there for the laser moment, right? And they all show up. And some of them are on one end, some of them are on the other end. The guy gets the laser and he aims it, right? And they got this big um, board that they're aiming the laser at. And they got to start off by having a straight line. I'm five feet off the ground, you're five feet off the ground, and then, then they get somebody in the middle and find out if it's still five feet. If it's two feet, the earth's round, right? If it's seven feet, well, then the earth's like a bowl and it's weird, right? But they expect it to be five feet, five feet, five feet. <clears throat> these other guys, these other guys are on the other end and they hold up this board. And you expect, right? You expect with this fucking big ass laser that this guy bought, I think he like probably got it on like uh, Alibaba or something. You expect to see a dot. You expect it to be bigger than it would have been right next to him, but you expect to see a dot. And there's a whole fucking board lights up. And he's like, oh, maybe I don't have the right lens. And he turns the lens. Is that better? And they're like, no, you're still lighting up the whole board, dude. He's like, swaps out another one. Is that better? Like, no, I, I don't think this is going to work. I think you, I think you need a new laser. <laughs> and then people just leave. They don't wait. They just get in their car and they just all leave. They're like, okay, this experiment is is, is over. Bust. But the fact that he's trying to do an experiment is is cool because they're trying to what if it shows up that it's five feet, two feet, five feet? They have to accept that it's round, it, right? It is or at in, least we're yeah. at a dome. What well, is interesting well but you're not you're also like you're not taking into account uh, topography and like you know if uh, what the elevation is at the different areas so that's like the theory itself is flawed but um, because that's you're, true yeah you know what I mean like you could be measuring from one point and measuring to another yeah how point. do you know you're the same elevation yeah right? you don't actually know that you know you actually have it's it's probably there's probably some science how do you there. measure how do you measure elevation how do you measure elevation <laughs> yeah um so it's based on sea level right. Well, yeah, it's, it's sea level is the the, the basin, but uh, the the general is uh, barometric pressure. Okay. Um, I mean, like actually, depending depend. So you go back is is a person who had to construct these doodads in college for fun stuff. So there is a thing called a laser ring or a laser fiber gyro. So this gets fun. This gets into fun super super fast physics. So you basically have a piece of fiber optic that's like two miles long wrapped in a coil and you have two lasers or two two light pulses timed specifically on opposite end you know like on both ends and what you can do is that if as long as you have these at a known relation to each other so you basically have one one x one y one z if you move them the interference, the light actually changes the time that it, the the time that it's traveling. You know, like the the light, since it has no mass, it's not affected by the rotation. And you'll see you'll see interference patterns when the light the light the light the photons basically collide and destroy each other. And with that, you can get like super ridiculous accurate readings of how you know like what what a change in relative position in space. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing like so barometric pressure is kind of wonky because it depends you know like you have weather and climate yeah. stuff that kind of thing yeah and what this does is that you have uh, you have another k 
calibration source against it, and it's like basically it can track you walking up the mountain and figure out, okay, I am now this many feet sure. relative above relative, the, right. the point but that's, that I started. Right, but that would just be relative, right? You would have to have a starting point. Yes. Yeah. That's an excellent po- uh, question, Wade. How, how the fuck do they know their elevation? Right. Like, because and it didn't sound like they were taking that into, a, into effect. They were I'm just pretty like, sure it's like a guy in a Cavalier with a huge laser sitting on his roof. Well, oh, I mean, oh, it's exactly actually, as technical you can, as you expect. You can, He's you probably can, going through his windshield and forgetting about refraction, too. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, actually, <laughs> I'm just even, kidding. Even, but, even that, um, a surveyor thing, as long as, as, long as, you, as long as you know your base point, and you can just do it through, tri- you know, you do it through triangulation calculations, which is like, I, I, I see guy holding the stick this far above the mountain. This is the angle that I had to reach to get to the point on that. And is, if you have two different people seeing it at the same time, you can you can derive that it's... it's have you seen Neil deGrasse Tyson speak on it? Um, He just dropped a pen on the ground. And just moved to the next topic. He yeah. dropped a pen on the ground and moved yeah. to the next topic. What yeah. it rolled? <laughs> well, because because it, it, the current theory is that gravity is based on mass, <laughs> so we must be on a object that has a decent amount of mass for it to pull the pen out of his hand onto the ground. So he just drops a pen and then he moves on. Yeah, to the I mean, next if topic. it was flat, it'd be like <laughs> well. <laughs> It couldn't. How would it just slab? You'd have to simulate gravity. Yeah, I don't mean to like bash on these people. It's a natural reaction because I feel like we've proved this and moved forward from it hundreds of years ago. We have, but the thing is, is just like the the the, the lunar landing, you have to stop and say it. It's it's interesting for people to question stuff that that nobody has actually experienced themselves. So when it comes to the, the the pictures of our Earth, I mean, one of them, it's so funny. They show one of the pictures and they're like, hey, look, that's a picture of the Earth from a satellite. And he goes, and conveniently, the satellite itself is in the photo. I didn't know satellites could take pictures of themselves. And I'm like, what a great picture for him to show people. Because it, by, I mean, sure, a satellite can take a picture of another satellite or the space station can be close to a satellite and take a picture of both. But it's such a good picture because it suggests so much lie, right? It's like, how could this have been taken? Isn't it more likely that the that the Earth photo was 3D rendered, that the satellite was 3D rendered, and just like a Pixar movie, it was just a really, really good rend- Rendering. I guess my argument is, is like scene. we didn't really have this rendering technology in like the '60s when we right. were doing this, so I don't like the tech wasn't there to do that. Right. So how did we, we? The pictures haven't really changed. They've become more vibrant, maybe because of the the camera technology, but the pictures themselves have not really changed. Right. So I, I try like I do, there. <laughs> I, there is some. There's no validity to their research, but there is something to be said for people that question. They you know, take, yeah, you take stuff for granted, <clears throat> I th- and I yes, and I and I definitely think that um, it's important to have people to do that in the scientific um, process. You do have, try to want you do do want to come up to alternative theories with theories that could disprove. Like you definitely want to look to that stuff, and that's why I like the infinite plane theory, which is what. Um, the infinite plane theory says, yes, the Earth is round, but it's all one flat surface. 
like a ring? Or the Earth is not round. The Earth is flat, but it's 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 one continuous flat surface. And this is this is one. Yeah, that I, you're, you're squinting, and you should. I know. I'm, I'm having a difficult time visualizing it. That's a, all. A better way to visualize this is actually in a lower dimension than our own. Okay. So if you get if you get a ribbon, right? Yeah. And you and you're an ant, but you're two dimensional, and you just live on the surf. You just live on the top of that ribbon. You don't know that the bottom of the ribbon even exists, right? Yeah. If you get that ribbon and you, you put a twist in it and you you fold it on itself, oh. you can walk all the way around one side of the ribbon, but you can't actually get to the other side because you only exist on the top. Right. But now the earth now now the ribbon if is you, round. If you cut the ribbon and you fold it. Now you can walk gotcha. on the top and on the bottom. Yes, I, I was you, wondering if you were going to talk. But you about can't it actually perceive them, and I believe it's the theory of the Mobius. But, yeah. But okay, I know the Mobius theory. Yep. Math allows some of these things to exist, and it, it, what it does is starts to question how many dimensions that there are. So I kind of like the whole. It, the reason that I like infinite plane, not that I necessarily believe in it. I'm not a astrophysicist. I'm not a scientist. I just really like it. I love these concepts, right? I like these concepts that make my brain think. But I like it because so because because the the space that we perceive everything's conveniently round. And to me, it's like, well, is it conveniently round or is it just a bubble? Right? Are we all on top of these bubbles? It's the same difference. We've never drilled. What's that? It's the same difference. What's the same difference? It's we're on top of a bubble. It's it's why things are. It's it's it's. Is it is it though? Because what's on the inside of the bubble, Gunner? Core. Well, I mean, Mag- so, magma. So, so, so you, you know, you're but, talking about material. But do we know this? Well, I mean, we, I mean, we've, we've drilled we've, down. So, yes. Never through though. There, there's been remote. There's been a remote sensing experiment like you know even even back in the even back in the we the, have the 10, absolutely no evidence tesla was bouncing tesla was bouncing active scans mm-hmm. through the core of the planet mm-hmm. but to, to your i guess maybe we're, we're talking about we're talking about a mechanical model of the planet i'm saying that there's a difference between the bubble because effectively this gets into the concept of why the fucking sphere the, the, the sphere comes up as a regular shape and the material universe in and of itself is because it's exactly that. It's this whole concept of the, the your you have a you have two counterposing forces working against each other, and gravity is the one that's holding things in tension. That's pushing material, you know, basically pushing material together, and then you have the like whatever you know you have your weak atom- you have your weak atomic forces that basically force matter to exist that keep it from compressing. And it's you want to get in, you know on, on a cosmic energy scale, yeah, it's exa- it's it's just yeah. But what you're doing, bubble. Gunner, is you're using the word bubble to describe the theories that already exist, right? What what, what I'm you, talking about? Are you about saying is that the, the Earth is people, hollow? I, 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 I'm sorry, that actually comes with, that, that comes with am, baggage. Am, am I saying the no, Earth no, is no, hollow? No, 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 no are, but, are, but, but does the theory suggest the Earth is hollow? Absolutely. But 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 what's your definition of hollow, right? Because because when I say bubble, I only use that word bubble. I use that word because we can comprehend a three-dimensional bubble. If you think of that bubble as being four-dimensional, then the 3D plane that we exist on, we don't know what's on the other side, nor can we understand, right? So if you think about mass on that level, and that planets actually are something that's, that's coming into our dimension, 
that we can exist on. That, that's more of that. Like, it, it, but it's very difficult. I can't even really understand it. It's difficult to comprehend for but, sure. It, which is why you almost have to drop down a dimension, stare at that dimension from ours, and try to conceptualize what this could possibly look like and how it could be perceived. But I like the infinite plane theories because I think that it's quite fucking convenient that in space, everything is a perfect circle. Well, yeah, because that's what we've... I mean, everything, like the galaxy is a spiral. Like everything everything evolves from a circle. So I, I, if you want to question that, that's, that's, I mean, that's your prerogative. And I don't... I'm I'm all for people questioning it, but until you start providing some actual proof and you stop ignoring things that detract your right. your theory, then I can't really give and, you any validity. And the, but and, and of course those levels of proof are really tough, right? I mean, if you look at like like the subatomic if you look at if you look at how electrons exist, it's something we can't comprehend, right? We don't know. We don't know why only an one. electron. Yeah, so, only, some people believe there's only one electron and it's shared by all mass, and it's just in different places at different time, and it's not unplausible, right? Since we can't even comprehend where the energy is at, at a given point in time, how it got there, where it's going, you know, like quantum entanglement, um, how can we tell ourselves that the 3D world that we live in? That, that we understand it, right? I mean, that, I, I see. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Wade. You need you need proof in order to propose these crazy theories. If not, then you're just coming up with the next science fiction movie, right? Even maybe not even that, because science fiction usually is based on it's science, based on right, science. That's why it's science fiction, right? Right. But the infinite plane, the infinite plane. I would re- I would like to see some some actual scientists get on that theory and start talking you about can it. Play Halo because that's essentially what the Halo ring really? is, just without a twist. Really? <laughs> that's what Halo's about. Not. Re- it has nothing to do with flat earthers. Um. Well, so the the the, the halos themselves. Actually, the halos themselves are technically non. So. Yeah, finish finish a sentence. So the, the, this gets into the like. So there's basically I'm trying to think of the I'm rudely nodding. You it's nodding. Not, no, there, it's there's called the, Halo because it takes place on a giant ring that has landmass like Earth inside oh. the ring. Like, so there's like a ring, but oh, everyone lives on the it. ring, and it's just roaming through space. I don't really know the backstory of it, but when I when you tell me about the infinite yeah. plane, I'm kind of like it's like that. It's like a halo ring but without the twist in it. Well, actually that's technically what the the freaking Oh, okay. So the Kardashev scale. That was what the word I was looking for. So there's there's um there's this concept in kind of um speculative science. Mm-hmm. So you know like how you have um what they call the great filter and stuff like that, like sentient civilization, you know, like, well, are we the only sentient life in the universe? Blah, blah, blah. So there's this thing they call the Kardashev scale. And it's a bit, it's based on the, you know, it's, it's based on the idea that technological civilization is inherently coupled to the kind of energy that they have access to. So like we're, we're, we're just teasing in the Kardashev scale one, like Kardashev scale zero is you burn, you have access to primitive hydrocarbon, you burn wood, Kardashev scale one is you're able to utilize atomic energy. You're getting to the point where you can utilize the energy of the planet itself. You know, like maximize utility of the planet itself. 
Kardashev scale too is that you're able to actually effectively ma- ma- you know capture the energy of a star a complete star and that's where you because it's also like your the ability for you to do work is directly coupled to the amount of energy that's available to it so like a halo and stuff like that is so uh in the halo universe there's this civilization called the forerunners and the forerunners were this like massively advanced technological trans you know like post they 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 had done the whole point where they got past where they had merged with ai's and were effectively doing atomic scale engineering and there's like they kind of they kind of got wiped out but there was that they, they, they were competing with someone who effectively had transcended the physical universe itself but um you know like the, the halo and stuff like that actually i don't do you remember that um news blurb that was back a while ago where they saw the 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 st- there is like this weird fucking flickering around the star not specifically so they were observing they were they were doing some deep space observations and they had found this one star and like they were seeing this weird occlusion that was occurring on a semi-frequent like it it was it was not from a circular orbit and one of the things that got talked about was that maybe we were actually because one of the ways that they figured that we're going to find another like civilization is that we're not going to get a radio signal that if they're on a Kardashev if they're a Kardashev two or three We'll see actual artifacts of them in their solar systems. You know, like we're just blasting radio out, and if you get yeah, radio frequencies, not maybe not. Is make. what you're saying that if they're utilizing energy on a level that you're describing, they have to be doing some star bullshit? Yes, that yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll actually you'll actually see variable like because what they were talking about is that you they had a there was speculation that there was a Dyson sphere around this star. And what you were seeing was that as it was going up, you were actually seeing the Dyson sphere occlude the broadcast the broadcast of visible and infrared light from that star relative to its position to Earth because it was rota- you know like it was it was moving around this star. Uh huh. Um, what's the Dyson sphere doing? It's collecting energy. Yes. So so. W- w- because there, there's two things. There's two things that like once you get to that point, because it, so it's it, like a holy shit solar panel power cell sitting in space collecting star energy instead of and, instead but of they got to keep generation. somehow they got to keep bringing the energy back to their planet though, right? Well, they build the planet around this. They yeah, essentially they, they, they move to the Dyson sphere. Yeah, it's like they insert the star into their into their 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 their, their planet where they exist. Their planet where they exist. Think of it as a car. So, do they live on the inside? They're living on the outside of the Dyson sphere. So, so on the outside of the sphere. Yes. yes. Then how, so, how do so, they protect themselves? Well, no, because effectively, once you have energy at that level, because what it is is that instead of building a fusion, like it's very difficult for people to have a concept of how much, like wattage, you know, like just from an like like an actual. Yeah, I, I get the wattage thing, Gunner, but the the the, the problem is is that is that the those solar flares are like nuclear bombs going off, mm-hmm. and building anything within proximity of that well, we're talking proximity we're talk, like when i say proximity that's like mercury orbit mm-hmm. so you know you have a thick enough you have a thick enough shield you're you're but if the planet can't make a thick enough shield how does a human do it no the planet the planet does make a thick like mercury mercury exists yeah well we haven't set foot on mercury yet so that well they, 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 this gets back to my question like, yeah but you can't live on the surface of it right but what if the surface, surface is the back side of your ring 
That's what I'm saying. They live on the inside of the. They planet. live on the outside of the ring. Well, when you say, we're say, when you I think I think we're talking the same thing. So when I say the inside, so there's the surface that's exposed to the star itself, and then there's the backside of it that's shielded from the star. The backside is the, the outside. The, the, there's the area that's you know like in. So the you're like so you're like you're living on the dark side of the moon essentially. You're you're living on the side that never yes, sees correct. sun. Is that what well, you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep you're living yep. on the outside. The, but, well, but the outside is the outside, right? So part of the outside is exposed to the sun, and it could get fucking well, charged. No yeah. you're, 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 what? You're, there's no. I mean, no. There's always a sun. Well, you you can only live in a solar system. So yeah. maybe not a sun. There's a star. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's a star. So, but the star's on the inside. Wait. No. So, the stars so, on the inside? Well, Why are they harnessing? Well, Isn't well, that no, what the energy source is? There, there's, 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 I think there's we're talking the, about different things. No. Gunner, you're describing they're building their own little planet. It's a fucking... You're talking no, about... They're, they're, they're building a shell. You're talking they're about building the Death a, they're Star, building right? a, they're building, Yes, they're building a network. Well, because the, there's an actual practical limit on the amount of material that you can have in a stellar system. So it's not like it's not like somebody builds a Russian doll right, you can't build shell. You can't build a shell around a but star. They're too big. There is a widespread cluster of independent and independent structures orbiting around the, right the, but the, the, the but they only the live on one at a time yeah well or or you live in all of them and you can't transfer energy between them easily well it, it gets in it gets into the whole like I, this gets into very speculative stuff because you're you know you don't want to get into star trek so there are ways i'm of into trans- star trek no there there are ways there are ways of transfer like even currently there are ways of transferring that energy via microwave between like that's actually how the solar power satellite would have worked, and if Elon can get his fucking uh, internet service up, maybe that's the next project. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be wouldn't it make more sense to just keep the energy than to try beaming at somebody? Well, no, you're, or you're, just have them use the same well, energy extraction technique to the sun. Why would you beam one from one to the other? Well, no, because so so the 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 goal of the Dyson sphere is one to to capture the energy that would be radiating radiating off into space because it's easier to have one giant infinitesimal fusion reactor than a whole bunch of small ones unless sure. you're building a starship. Sure, sure. But the other thing is, is that with with that kind of technology, you know, if you go into the the concept of, you know, like we go with the concept of the singularity, where we're effectively, our our, our technical advancement is directly limited by the amount of energy that we're capable of using at a, a large and small scales, and that's like when you start getting into Dyson sphere stuff. That's also when you start getting into like I can actually directly tap stellar, ma- you know, like I can I can steal mass off of solar wind and that kind of stuff, and I can make. You know, just like the sun is constantly synthesizing heavier and heavier mm-hmm. elements, mm-hmm. and you can kind of bogart that stuff as it's bleeding out in the solar wind. And instead of having to mine things, you have you have this thing that's basically bleeding off the energy that allows you to capture this material, and you can fabricate things on mass just from the element synthesis that's going on on the star's coronal shell. That's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting concept. So you're saying the star is just vomiting space dust, which it's not really dust at that point, right? Yeah. It's like plasma. It's yep. bad stuff. You don't want to get near it. It's it's atomic bombs just going off crazy. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that that even though it, even though those bombs are going off, there is there is particles bleeding from those bombs, and there's ways to get those particles 
and turn them back into something. What is what particle is it? Is it is it predominantly hydrogen? Well, so yeah, solar wind is generally atmospheric, you know, or atomic hydrogen. Mm-hmm. But you also have carbon, uh, iron, like you know, as as things. It, and it depends with a star, right? It depends how big it is, yes. depending on like like which which elements are burning. Of course, we're talking about the concept of a round sun, right? A flat sun wouldn't. Yeah, a flat sun, a flat sun makes it tricky. Well, a flat sun is that you just put it in like a, you just have to build the world's biggest coin cell holder and slide that thing in and hope it doesn't like melt down the... Uh, yeah, I mean, what if the guy that's cranking the flat sun like doesn't go to work that day? I know. You know, what if there's a chip in the giant wall that's built around? We're lucky he's never called in to work. Sorry, flat earthers. Sorry, Earth. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Then I didn't realize Halo was uh, was such a cool premise, uh, where they were almost building their own, kind of their own miniature planetary system, is what it sounds like. Yes. Um, Because they need to put it in orbit. They need to make sure it's the right distance. Mm-hmm. Um, they, of course, in that case, they can kind of cherry pick the star that they want to go to, one that that works well for them, one that puts off the um, because the isn't it like like the different colors? Because you you can find out what's in a star based on its light profile, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's relative because it's it's a, it's a factor of age and relative size of the You're star. Like, hey, itself. that bitch is bleeding gold. <laughs> Cryptic. Well, yeah, um, but you know, like that's. That is, we only have the one place. We mm-hmm. only know of the one place that actually kind of let, lets us exist without. Well, yeah, because it takes a long time to make it to another solar system, like a really long time. There's you know, until, there's some sweet other drives. there's some sweet other solar systems though. Until we get those star drives going, or uh, you know, we upload our content, we convert our consciousnesses into. Uh, Digital incarnations and trap them in a mainframe and send them off. We already are. We're digital. We are digital, Gunner. We're just we're just programmed to believe that we're analog. Oh, that's so. There was there was a whole there was uh, Alex was going off on that and his, was he uh, on, on, on the Joe Rogan podcast? All right, Let's we're talk about that. Let's, Let's do it. We've been, we've been I've been fighting the tide, but we're going to talk about it now. <laughs> so this past week, interestingly enough. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, which is a long one, and I've worked all every day this week, seven days, so I haven't had a chance to listen to it. With your, but it's, and you have like a fifteen minute commute, so you it would take you like uh, like eight days. No, <laughs> yeah, it would be four time. days per hour, and yeah, it would be <laughs> yeah. And there wasn't enough time in the week for me to listen to it. He'd but, be like, hello, ladies and gents, and then you get to work. It's like, yeah, fuck, I'm here. It's like a 10-minute commute, really, with no traffic. Um, Joe would still be pushing Squarespace and yes. he would arrive to work. Or like, yeah, Squarespace or what's the... Uh, no, he doesn't push Squarespace. He, uh, some like... It's one of those websites, though. Yeah, like it's like a, be- like, a, like a better improvement one, and like there's CBD oils and like... Oh, Joe? Joe does the oils? Oh, he does like a GNC thing or something? I don't know if it's GNC, but yeah, he he does... You know, you don't need insulin, you just need lavender oil? Oh, wait, that guy's going to die in prison for pushing that. Before, yeah, well, I mean, Alex Jones sells some of the snake oil, right? Yeah, Yeah, well, Alex Jones, a a massive part of his net worth, from what I understand, are his supplements, a good um, portion of his net worth. And I don't want to insult our listeners, but how many people out there really believe that an aroma can cure... All of these ailments. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Have we come full circle on snake oils? I do think, like, 
herbs do have some medicinal properties, but comparatively speaking, modern science has provided us with way better options um, as far as combating diseases and, th- and things like that. So I'm I'm not knocking anybody that that has that wants to use some herbal remedies or some natural remedies. I'm all for it. Go for it. That's great. But when it comes to like really serious shit. Yeah, I see people talking about like rubbing these oils on their knees and stuff like that. It doesn't. Uh, What's it going to do? That, it doesn't. What's it going to do to them? Your body specifically prevents like you can't like. Yeah, there's I, I've only known one person who could reliably take a medication dermally. Mm hmm. You know, and like, and like, you kind of got that, but you know, like because what medication was it? Uh, it was caffeine, and actually, this person was a fucking. I heard addict. somebody talking about that. Yeah, they're talking about whether or not the caffeine creams are. are oh, are, this wasn't caffeine. So they were using a laboratory solvent mm-hmm. to basically remove the whole like to to, to temporarily temporarily disable the fucking skin body like that that barrier the oils or whatever yeah it would open straight up so they would just Mm -hmm. like have this dissolved in solution stick their hand in it and get their fucking buzz and it's like couldn't they put the caffeine in their eye or something like that they can do that too actually why would they do that well because well the barrier the like the the you gotta have it you gotta have it in a solution that's permeable to the again I don't want to get too much into my pharmaceutical compounding background because that that's bound to get some questions asked my way. <laughs> what's it What's it called when you when you when you get drunk through your butt? Boofing. Boofing. Yeah. <laughs> can you boof Can you boof caffeine? Yes. I'm sure you could probably boof any chemical you substance. Wouldn't that be funny? Because sometimes, like, you drink a cup of coffee and you kind of have to run to the bathroom. Oh God! It's both ways. I would imagine it would be, be the like, same thing because the caffeine. It's not the just because you'd you're be like boofing so it. much caffeine. No caffeine. <laughs> to be like the worst place like your body would have the caffeine I, for seconds so i was like you know and again we'll get back to joe so like i was reading um the actual history of coffee in the workplace mm-hmm. and why it's still like kind of freely provided mm-hmm. and it's really fucked up because of like the pharmacology of caffeine caffeine mm-hmm. um is not a stimulant per se it actually directly affects the area of the brain that's related to to assigning focus. Mm-hmm. So it's one of it. One of its pharmacological side effects is it actually bullshits you having a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reason why they. Well, I'm loaded on caffeine right I know, now. I feel like a million bucks. I know, wait. But then when my when my buzz when my buzz drops off halfway through the day, cause, you know, because I load yeah. up for the podcast, the crash. I crash, and I'm like, I don't even want to be alive anymore. Yes, well, you, you've, you've lost I'm suffering you've lost. from. From, Plus the reason to live from post caffeine depression. It's like our our whole our whole our whole like kind of culture is based around this idea that we literally have to as an adult we have to dope ourselves. Oh, I, I refuse to, to try fucking. cocaine because man, if caffeine's that great, and oh, I love caffeine, fuck. Fuck. I heard if I heard if, my soul in it. I heard if you boof <laughs> ca- if you boof cocaine, it's not as bad. <laughs> Just stick it. Well, well have you actually, heard that song? You, it's such you, a bad well, song. The the, the 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 trick is actually you got to felch it. Oh God! You no, poor gerbil. The gerbil is going to deliver it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a song. Oh, it's Christ. called um, and it's such a terrible song. It's called uh, Molly Cyrus. Never heard of it. Yeah, I don't even know the name of the of the rap artist, but he definitely talks about putting cocaine in in somebody's rear end a lot. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's kind of funny. He says that he's, um, he says, I just popped some Molly and now I'm trying to get with Miley Cyrus. 
and then I'm going to put cocaine in her. You know what? Her ass crack. Yeah, and like when the song starts, it's like well, that's like that's like, like an interesting like that's gonna, like gonna, but is he? I don't think he's talking about like I think he's talking about blowing lines off her ass. Like that's yeah. like a that's a kind of a con, common theme in no, like debaucherous kind of circles. I, I I see what you're saying, and and normally I would agree with you, but after having heard the song, he's definitely talking about putting it directly in. Really? Yeah. And the, I it's mean, weird. it starts off, it's like, you know, like it has like the rap intro and it's like, I'm going to put cocaine in your ass. That's really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. This is, <laughs> where did you find this? Uh, it, when, it was on autoplay on SoundCloud. Really? Yeah. Well, that's SoundCloud for Interestingly you, though. enough, though, Wade, it was on autoplay from our Lean remix. Really? Yeah. And I think it's because, mm. um, you know, when Jared Batten's singing about, you know, mixing uh, coating cough syrup and Sprite, and then we, co- you know, we do the the background for his track. It kind of groups that track in with these other uh, these other rap artists. And yeah, this guy came right up on my feed. Anyway, um, Alex Jones was on. <laughs> yeah, that's Alex Jones. Not sure how we got the cocaine in the butt. Well, because Alex, I, I, did you see Alex on that show? Because so I sh- saw we what I did <gasps> see were <gasps> clips, and I'd like to. The whole situation was kind of weird. I was surprised that Joe was having him on there because Joe Rogan kind of called Alex Jones out a little bit. He, he's he's apparently Joe's known Alex for years, like for years. Okay, <clears throat> and Joe Rogan, when Alex started to really get hammered by we we talked about this in a previous podcast, when Alex Jones started to get hammered um, by everyone essentially when they started deplatforming him. And uh, they actually started, they shut his supplement site down as well. Oh. Which, that's kind of an interesting interesting thing on its own. And I don't really know if, I'm, I'm not an Alex Jones proponent by any means. But I do believe in free speech. And I and that means all speech, even shitty speech, that yeah. I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But I, that's like taking away the guy's, um, he, I mean, he's selling supplements and stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like he's. He, and, and it's, I mean, frankly, it's, it's probably a lot of it is bullshit. But you're shutting his, his they, they shut his stuff down because they didn't like what he had to say. And the supplements have really nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? If he has followers that want to buy his supplements, that's how he wants to make a living. These people are kind of dumb enough to, to sink their money into it. I don't see, I don't think anybody should be stepping in and, and, and taking control of that and, and, and wrestling control of that. But, well, which, which, and which is especially like fucking... So there's there's a lot of stuff, which is that jo- uh, John Oliver did a whole thing about the supplement industry and how like absolutely massively fucked up it is. It is. Um, I, well, I think got, a lot of got, us found out about Alex Jones through John Oliver. That's how I found out about him. Well, well yeah, he's I, he's I, one I, of the people I've known about Alex Jones for a while. I I, I, knew, I knew because I hung out. There, there's actually there's a five part documentary series, and I can't remember the journalist's name. But it was called Secret Rulers of the World, and what, like basically it was this dude, and he was just interviewing people based around specific scenes. Mm-hmm. And this is like in the this is like in the late nineties, early two thousands. And he had Alex Jones, and it was the one where it, he followed Alex and his crew when they broke into Bohemian Grove and taped them doing the cremation of Carer ritual which is a whole so bohemian grove is effectively kind of like the summer camp for 
It's essentially the, like uh, the Illuminati's. Wow. If there is an Illuminati's, okay, summer you know, it's a skull, camp, skull, skull and bone, that kind, of, you know, like the fraternity. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, you know, Danny Glover. Some weird, so, so some weird Donald ritual Glover's shit. Member. I get that. So, 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 um, but how is Alex Jones roped into the leaders of the world? That's the he, part he that broke I'm into their. So it's it's completely restricted access. No one is allowed there. You're oh, not Alex allowed to Jones there. broke in. Alex yeah. Jones broke in. Expose. Yes, to try to, and expose. And what's they going felt, on. they filmed them oh. doing this because the cremation of Kara kind of makes him a hero, huh? Well, it did depend. So this is this is. So <laughs> it's Alex, so funny that you mentioned the flat Earth shit because it's it's there are many parallels as far as when you talk about the flat Earther guys theorizing that the CIA put the put this yeah. guy to the head. Like there there are some. Parallels that Gunner is about to touch on right now, I think. Well, there's there's this thing where uh, Alex is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, the pro- the problem is is that part of it sees crazy because he's crazy, and part of it's crazy because he like fucking goes into this thing and it gets into that whole like it's very difficult to function in normal human society if you come to the conclusion that there are legitimately lizard people running the fucking world. Okay, well, you are constantly talking about that, so are you just talking about yourself? Right <laughs> well, now? that that too. Well, I, I have a different. T- I have I have a different. This end is friendship, snake. It. We're lizards, oh, yeah. We're lizards. You introduce yourself as a different type of lizard That's every snake. week. Uh, yeah, uh, some 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 weeks better than other. Um, you this are the week s- suck, by the way. You I'm, didn't even finish it. You didn't even tie it into a, to a lizard. Cockdrift. <laughs> you, you know what made your nickname this week was was putting Cumberbatch on the end of Cumberbatch. it. Because every name sounds better With ending Cumberbatch. in Cumberbatch. Wade Mariano Cumberbatch the third. Gunner yeah, Kennedy Cumberbatch there was no se- the second. But there was no second or first. It was just the third. <laughs> just the third. I'm a little bit out of time. So, um... So the, the, again, and or where I'm going with this is that um, Alex like just gets into some weird stuff, but part and parcel is that this whole kind of alternative journalism thing, if you want to call it journalism, but the the the, the everybody's up to their eyeballs in selling these supplements because there's this it, part of part of the premise too is that effectively the healthcare industry is out to get you. Mm-hmm. Which, and that's and which I is, mean which is financially kind of they are was, financially they are I mean <laughs> I'd say most medical Gold. professionals don't want all humanity to die from these well, these ailments but but they do want you to pay for them yeah they do want to get you, paid did you see the Goldman Sachs the whole Goldman Sachs thing where they're trying to get like that long term long basically they're saying they're directly intervening in their investment vehicles because they came to the conclusion that long term cures. Are not in their best financial interest. That's funny. And like it wasn't. It wasn't like. Uh, well, um, it's kind of fucked up, but it's kind of true. Well, so you know, Alex. Alex got deplatformed. They fucking banned his supplement store. And there's a lot of whole sh- shady shit with the supplement industry in and of itself. Yeah, you imagine. You imagine being the shadiest of shady retailers. Well, you're yeah, you're selling snake oil, and and you you say, well, you know what, no. Alex Jones selling snake oil. That's that's some that's a line we can't cross. We're okay with you rubbing mint oil on your fucking hurt knee, which does nothing. Right. Except mentally, right? I mean, it's about the same as if you pee on it. Like it's just Or pray for it. That works. <laughs> well, I'm trying to pull I'm trying to pull up right now. So cuz like um Trump has a whole shit ton of members in his cabinet. They got rich off of Herbalife. 
and Herbalife is the king, the, the king shit of Fuck Mountain as far as massive shady supplements. But you know, because because they are the right, they are the right shady people. That's fine, but you know, yeah, like Alec, I could walk into a GNC and I would probably argue that ninety nine percent, no, not ninety nine percent, but I would say at least eighty percent of their shit is just bullshit. Just straight kind of bullshit, but they 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 get to exist in malls and online I mean, and. Like, what, but what a great like, you know, I'm seeing people with these oils. What a great term calling them essential. Essential. Do you, do you realize that like they've been <laughs> like peddling, if, if been you're starving bullshit since the seventies? Well, yeah. If, if if you're starving, you know, you're in the woods and you're starving. There's only a few essentials that you need. Right, one of them is mint oil. <laughs> no, they, like, what a great marketing campaign to call them essential. I don't know how they even jumped on that bandwagon. Is there something? Is it because is it is it really like because they have an essence? Like, how did they get to the word essential? Where did that even come from? Well, um, the only thing essential about them is that. They're essentially bullshit. <laughs> well, so, well, yes. No, because so this gets back into the this gets back into um. So again, this goes back to the seventies because I remember reading people calling this shit out in Omni back then. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that I was alive, but my father used to collect them. Um, it's plants have um certain species of plants have different proportions, but they they have enzymes that basically repair cellular damage, and that's kind of where this whole thing goes through and it's that's great except you need you need like hundreds and hundreds of pounds of a plant to pulp it down and the essential oil is effectively we squeezed this entire thing and we got five grams (laughs) (laughs) and and the other thing too is that if you the other thing that they failed to mention is that it it repairs cellular damage on bark yes not on skin yes it like it's it's a glitter. It's gl- it's just bullshit. I mean, really, if you want to get really what the, what you're gonna need to end up doing is start cloning copies of you, uh, you know, without 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 anything more than a brainstem to keep it alive, and then just steal its blood and vital fluids. Start harvesting its to, shit. Well, so well, actually, one of the things that they t- you know, like they're actually the FDA just sent out a mandate. Specifically, telling them to stop fucking injecting teenage blood into rich people, because that's a business. Really, and there's no medicinal. Like, yes, there's no medical benefit. <laughs> real life fight. vampires. That's yes. awesome. Fuck. Well, uh, the, the dude who took down the dude who took down Gawker. Uh, what's his face there? Um, uh-huh. uh, Hogan. Hogan. No, the guy oh, who paid. Was... The guy who paid for it. The oh, the guy that got butt hurt because um they 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 outed him. They kept outing him as gay. Bubba the Love Sponge? Uh, Gawker investor. Gawker uh. lawsuit. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because the whole Gawker lawsuit was really retaliation. It was, retali- it was, it was re- retaliation, and they just happened to be able to find somebody that was willing to go after them, and the person they found was the Hogan's. Oh, come on. I'm fucking, let me get to his fucking name. Stop. Peter Thiel. So Peter Thiel, <laughs> who is super best buds with fucking Zuckerberg and all that crew. But yes, they're, 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 they have a business where they are paying teenagers so awesome. to take their blood, so refine awesome. it into blood products, and injecting it into the 
the aging. You know what's funny Silicon is Silicon Valley. Does that true, or did that? Did you just cherry pick that from the show Silicon Valley? Because no, that, the that, executives that is, on that show are that doing is, that. that is, no, like this is exactly. They're the just thing. doing blood transfusions from from teenagers to get their energy. Jesus, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's, be, it's because it's one of the things that they talk. So um, over time, well, because where the studies go with this is that they would have um, mice. And they would have adult mice, and then they would have their children, and mm-hmm. they would basically like do it. They would link their circulatory systems over time, mm-hmm. and they would see that the adult mice would have their um, oh, senescent uh, accumulation. So basically, just age, like their joint, you know, like stuff that doesn't heal anymore. Yeah, they it would reverse over time. If because they, if they were linked, if they were linked to a younger blood compa- like immune compatible member, because what it does is that your body basically stops doing the repair mech. You know, it's it's kind of a you know, meat's only meant to last so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this you know you get the Dawkins the selfish gene. You're supposed to you're supposed to fuck. You're supposed to create new new variations of the copy the copy of the genotype that came from you. Mm-hmm. You keep you you hang around long enough to keep that alive, and then you get the fuck off the playing field. Mm-hmm. And um. What they found is that if you have you have access to a immunocompatible donor that still has these enzymes, you know, like still is doing these metabolic products, mm-hmm. it will repair it will repair and reverse senescent damage mm-hmm. and the host one, and that's where this whole like stealing young blood from mm-hmm. teenagers kind of got from. But they haven't actually proved it in humans oh. in a therapeutic sense yet. So and how do they do it with the mice? Do they actually drain they, the blood out no, of they, the kids? No, there's 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 an IV line stuck yeah. in mom mouse and or yeah. a dad mouse, an IV line stuck in son mouse. And does they the just kind of let them do the their thing. Does the sun age faster? Uh, actually, so that is that is the other thing that yes, the sun will start accumulating. The, the sun will basically start taking on senescent damage from hmm. the father. So they kind of average out like they're straight up cool. vampires. We're straight up vampires. Yes, there's the straight up vampires. Just without the teeth. Yes the fuck so alex jones on um joe rogan <laughs> joe rogan um i haven't seen it yet so i've seen the, some clips i have not seen the entire thing like i said it's over four hours it's, not much it's, over four hours really like he got really good i i, I feel kind of bad for him would you say he got really good yeah like no no i'm just, it's like it's it's weird because alex alex has always just been the <laughs> Well, that's part of the problem, right? Like, this is part of the problem with Alex Jones, and this is what I noticed immediately on the podcast, on the clips that I watched. Mm-hmm. It's a million, a million miles a minute, and it's jumping like from top to top. It's like, whoa, this, oh, you gotta understand it. Whoa, this, is, and it's like, you sound like a fucking rambling madman. Yeah. Like, you sound like you should be committed right now. And it, that one of the kind of every clip that I've watched of it, and I've watched mm-hmm. about four clips. <clears throat> Varying around like ten minutes, seven to ten minutes, seven to fifteen minutes. <clears throat> it's kind of like, man, I don't know if this is just cherry picked because of the most interesting, but he's kind of being portrayed as, or he's kind of, it's out of his mind. He seems like he's suffering some, from some mental, some serious mental health stuff. Oh yes, yeah. and I understand that, but it seems to a more severe degree right now. Right, like well, it really seems. He's starting to kind of lose his grip, and I don't know if that's because he's been deplatformed and he's taken such financial hits. I don't know if it's the outside pressures or if it's this was just a problem this that was always there, right? And now right. it's coming to a head. Well, <clears throat> you, you got a couple things, which is that um, schizophrenia starts. You know, schizophrenia can be, tri- you know, it's, you're more likely to have a schizophrenic episode the older you get. 
Well, yeah, but typically schizophrenia starts to show signs of that when well, you're like b- before you're eighteen. Y- y- well, you know, so you know, and like right around we're, eighteen. We're, we're, we're trust, you know, and we're talking like so. Uh, one of the things that he talked about was that um, as, a, as a person who, as a person who suffers from a similar condition, uh, so I do not, I do not, you know, Trace kind of chastises me on a regular basis too. I do not perceive the world in the same way sure. that you guys do. And it makes it very difficult sometimes to like just slow or to, to get to get everybody in here as I point to my head. Everybody in here on the same fucking path, same fucking on the same fucking exit lane so that when I try to communicate something it's in it's it's in an actual like parse a, a normal regular functional person parsable sense instead of just how the fucking how the thing and uh like joe was kind of asking him because supposedly you know if you go by alec alec says that he kind of he sees things like in an association sense like you know like it's it's you know like they talk talk about which is when you start recognizing patterns and things like that that's just that's sometimes a sign of schizophrenia of, of schizophrenia but um Joe was kind of asking because the, the, the what he phrased it as is that he's he's seeing this river going by, and he's just picking people. You know, like he's talking about like he sees things in the in the river as it's floating by. So it's like here, there's a tree, there's a bunt, and it's like he's he's he can't communicate the thing that he's seeing. He can just communicate the bits that he sees in it. Who? Alex. That's so, how he's describing Alex. Oh, Alex because, Joe, Joe. You know, because the, the, it, we're, we're talking, like, you know, it, it's it's also, like, he's always been manic. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, like, we, we, make the, we make the comment that, um, we make the comment that, like, you know, coked out and stuff like that. But, you know, he's, he's always just been Yeah, I'm not revved. so sure that it's, like, a drug thing with Alex Jones. I think it's more of, uh, it's just how, how he's wired. Well, you know, and the... One of the things that they talk about is that he's real. One of the things, one of the things that kind of came up during the the comments in the, the of the interview after the fact was that like he wouldn't he like kind of got weird about answering some questions. But, but it's which normal. ones? Um. Well, because Joe actually asked him uh, straight up, "Have you ever had a trauma? Have you ever had a severe head injury?" He did ask him. I saw. Uh, I did not see that clip, but I did see like. Joe Rogan asks Alex Jones if he's had a traumatic head injury, and he was like, "Well, you know, I mean, like I, I, I kind of got dropped on my head on concrete a couple times, and you know, I didn't lose consciousness or something like that." But they were that, and that guy kind of got dropped on his head, like as an adult, like somebody strong when he, enough no, when to he drop was, him. When he was when he was when he was a teenager, but like you know, and again, it's oh. it's this it's this. You know, he said he cracked the concrete, something like that. You know, and uh, whether a joke, but, but you know, part of that is that people don't perceive. Like, like, actually, it was just a really interesting conversation between him and Eddie about just the, the mechanism of, like, what, how, how, like, how severe head injuries actually work. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, there are people who had, the, like, had their asses knocked out on, on occasion. And it was, like, the, the guy, Eddie was talking about, like, this uh, stripper that he knew back when he was, like, in high school and he was working, like, working at a janitor at a strip club. And he taught her how to do a, a rear naked choke, and the bar, the club owner, the club owner was laughing at her because, like, you know, the, the, they were arguing about the effectiveness of certain things. And he taught this, like, she must. She said he was. She was like 
410 or something mm-hmm. and she choked out the club owner and like he blacked out hit the hit the floor and he hit the floor hard enough that it, it like woke him up from the blackout and it was mm-hmm. just like an on it's like an on off switch but yeah people like as a person who's had a concussion as an adult it's like it's it's amazing like how easy it is to fuck up your brain <laughs> So I've had a lot of concussions. I play college football and football in general. I've had what they identify now as a concussion kind of freaks me the fuck out because it's like they say anytime like you see stars or whatever, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that was like three times a fucking day. I've had over hundreds if that's the case. Mm -hmm. But I remember the most severe one I had was I had a really severe one in high school, but in college, the worst one I had, I remember because um, I cracked my head so hard me and the the defender, the linebacker, crumbled to the ground. And then I couldn't open my eyes because the sun was affecting it so much. And I immediately, my eyes started to water, just gush water. And I started barfing. Oh. And, like, I could not, like, I, was, I thought I had gone blind or something. But I could not um, process, like. Are you sure you weren't boofing that day? I mean, fuck, man. It felt like it. But <laughs> I, went, I remember going to the sideline and it was kind of fucking crazy because this is my freshman year we just kind of mm-hmm. started it was like first day of contact was this was this practice or a game practice this yeah. was this was pra- this is a triple session so this is this That's- is the second session it was in the afternoon i remember the sun was kind of low so it was more in your eyes and uh it, like nobody really knew each other that well we knew everybody our first names my, this, this my buddy this guy i played football with jamie jasper um, had also gotten a concussion earlier that day, but not nearly as severe. And so I went over to the sideline, and the trainer was like asking me my name, and mm-hmm. I was like, it, "It just couldn't come. It yeah. would like, and you would think that's a simple thing." So Jasper kind of whispers to me, "It's like it's Wade." I'm like, "Wade." He's like, "What's your last name?" And I was, I paused, and, and then said, Jasper was like, Cumberbatch. "Sorry, bro, I don't know you that well." <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't come up with. That. I was like, "Uh." And I just, I didn't fucking know, man. Like, for the for like a half hour, 45 minutes, I was just trying to, like, essentially my, my body was just in survival mode. Like, I just wanted to close my eyes and fucking curl up. And obviously, you're not supposed to go to sleep or anything like that. No, so you're not. they gave me, like, these super, super gigantic dark sunglasses and, like, just gave me some water and just, like, we're like, yeah, you're going to sit out for a day. They didn't give you any essential oils for your concussion? No, I didn't get any mint oil. That was, yeah. I heard that lavender helps with concussions. Absolutely. It does. It resets resets the, the body. Mm-hmm. It does. Like, if your, your brain is bleeding on the inside, then all you need to do is just smell lavender through your nose. And the lavender makes it inside <laughs> yeah, your brain it, and fixes it. Heals, it. It, heals it is an essential oil. It's essential. Well, it's um, essential, essential to stop brain bleeds. Uh, Actually, one of the things that they talk about, because the other thing is, is that, um, so there's a couple areas of your brain that are responsible for kind of mediating behavior. Like my my grandmother got super fucking mean as she got older, mm-hmm. and part of that is just being old, but part of it is because she had um, uh, cerebral aneurysm mm-hmm. when she was in her early 60s, and when they had to go in and fix it, they had to go in through like... The, the the side of her head they peeled it back and they damaged her amygdala mm-hmm. um but yeah Roseanne Barr like that's one of the things they talk about that is that she got in like a really fucked up car accident when she was in her late teens mm-hmm. and that's kind of you know you, you track it back like there there's there's personality shifts but they become more they become more present as you enter different ages of your because you know like you, 
you've had kids you know like how they, you can you can watch like how their brain fucking changes in kind of real time is they just they the capabilities start coming online and it's the same thing with adults like you can see you can see the cha- like there are there are generally you know like there's some variability due to a, a, a metabolic stress and stuff like that but you know you, we make jokes about senioritis and stuff like that when you can't fucking remember things but your brain changes as you get older and these personality these personality and like uh brain mechanic shifts get more prevalent so like yeah if you got if you got if you had a severe injury during the end of your brain plasticity phase in your late teens or something like that it may not necessarily come full flare until you get adult but you know it's kind of it's kind of it had to be there to kind of regulate you when you got older because you know like they they lose efficacy unless you're draining blood from teenagers to to restore your (laughs) powers it makes you wonder if like if you made an essential oil that was smelled like broccoli and you're like you're like well grandma's not talking you're like, oh, well, you know, we have some essential oils and they're going to help her. Broccoli oil. And the thing is, is that you gotta rub it on her. her house smelled like broccoli every fucking day. <clears throat> and it stinks. <laughs> and you put the essential oil in and grandma just, she snaps back. She's you know? back, folks. She's back. And it's because the essential oil fixed it fixes things. Like Broccoli that. has super healing, healing powers, but unless until you grind hundreds of pounds of it into an oil that is essential, the healing properties really don't unlock. It's, you, and you have to. A gypsy must cry in it as well. Can you? If picture, you mix gypsy tears with broccoli oil, you can live forever. You bring in the diffuser. You set it down by grandma. <laughs> you turn it on, and she goes. Somebody take that broccoli off the stove. It's been cooking too long. Grandma's back. Grandma's back. Grandma's back. <laughs> but back to Alice no, Jones. Nobody sells essential <laughs> broccoli. It's the worst smell. <laughs> like, you microwave a bag of broccoli. Nah, cabbage is pretty bad. Cabbage is bad, too. Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe we should do them both. Cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower. Cauliflower is bad, I, but bro- I think broccoli is worse than cauliflower. What about, what about really? essentially yeast? Like, just yeast you, smell. You know what else is actually really bad is strawberries. Strawberries taste good, but like you get, you buy fresh strawberries. Anybody that buys a lot of strawberries knows what I'm talking about. You buy fresh strawberries and put them in it's, your refrigerator. It smells, it smells. You open that refrigerator. The first whiff that you get of those strawberries is not like so, somebody running through a field of strawberries. It smells like something got, that went bad. Yeah, like it does. They're, 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 they're That's what we much. need to do. We need to sell essential oils that have the scents that people actually like, don't like, but it fixes them. Yeah, but I. <laughs> Can we say fixes them in quotes? <laughs> it fixes them. It heals them. Yes. These essential broccoli, strawberry smell oils. <laughs> well, I don't know. We I feel essence. like, like I'm, I'm gonna, sure there are some people. We have essence of garlic and roast beef. <laughs> to protect you from the vampires. <laughs> yes. You thought you were hungry before. <laughs> we have we have dis- we have dis- we have distilled. We have distilled the entire contents of a hundred roast beef and garlic dinners <laughs> into this two grams. Of onion. What about the? Um, you, you immediately you immediately proceed to shit more than your own body weight. <laughs> Let's do essence of nursing home. Oh, uh, I don't want to do that. It smells like it. It smells like adult diapers. No. And hand sanitizer. No. 
It just... <clears throat> I didn't know sadness had a smell. Yeah, it does. I didn't... Know, I didn't it, it sadness does, has it, many it, smells. You imagine getting a hold of the hand sanitizer Hello companies and being like... my old friend. We're trying to make essence of, sanit- of hand sanitizer. Do you remember when and you drank hand diapers. sanitizer at, at Denny's? Who? You drank hand sanitizer at Denny's. I did? Yes, yeah, cinnamon hand sanitizer. Oh. oh. Well, because it's got alcohol in it. And I, it can give you a buzz, but I think there's they, they try to put stuff in there that's bitter now, so that you yes, don't, you, well they they try which to, they sucks put, because then you use it on your hands and you go and eat something. Dude, when I worked, um, and we're way off the rails, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> when I worked, <laughs> we're in the weeds, if you will. When I worked uh, as a counselor for uh, people with mental illness and um, drug addiction, there was this one. Uh, one person, I won't even de- identify the, the gender, but I, I probably will on accident, though. But, yeah, no, she wasn't allowed to have hand sanitizer. That's how bad of an alcohol, that's how bad she struggled with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Because Did she boof it? They were like, she will literally drink this bottle. Like, she's not allowed to have it. Yeah. It was It's. It was kind of crazy and kind of scary. What but about? It reminds me of that story of you. What about what about um, what about the the smell of grandma's cupboard? Like, well, everyone's grandma's cupboard it smells different. It, it all they all smell different, but they all smell like they all smell like like twenty year old spaghetti sauce that's and and like uh, rancid oil that's soaked inside of a wood cupboard. Like you like that cupboard has that. It's almost like it's almost like um, like Christmas, but expired yes expired a long time ago dude so this is something that i feel the next generation's never the the, the generation is never gonna like i feel like and i maybe maybe gunner yours didn't but i'm positive that traces did like my grandparents whenever they cooked the rendered fat was kept in a jar and oh, they yeah. cooked with that I, I, well, again. No, I mean, like, did your did grandparents we, do that? Oh, uh, my grandparents did that. My mother did it. I actually do it, but I, I just save bacon fat. Yeah, my so my mm-hmm. mom does it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Well, because mm-hmm. the other thing is, is that what what my mother does now is that we'll just we'll we'll if something's going to be cooked in it, it's done at the same time. At the same time, yeah. So my uh, my my kids don't really care for the taste of bacon fat in their foods currently. So we don't do it in my home. We do cook a lot of bacon, though. You know, coincidentally, we do cook bacon. But uh, with the fat, it's actually it's actually tough to know what to do with that fat because you're not supposed to pour it down the drain. Well, yeah, because it'll just coagulate and fuck your pipes up. Yeah, yeah, and and it, I, I, I mean, I, it fucks your pipes up. But like, what it does is it like it can actually like it can it can make them corrode faster. Sure, um, it can clog them, of course, um, but. The other thing is that it, what it does is it gives them a surface, like you think about corrosion, but the other thing that people don't really think about so much is the bacteria. So you can actually make your drain stinky by putting it down there. And it's not just bacon fat. I mean, you, the same stuff like, like, like hair detangler going down the drain, right? It goes down the drain naturally, but those oils can stick to the pipe and they can, it can be those a surface. Essential oils. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine that? You imagine an essential oil that smells like smells like a clogged like a, drain, like a shitty drain. Yeah, like it it doesn't smell it doesn't smell like 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 a toilet. We carefully collected the bacon fat and animal rendered fat that was cooked from drains 
that sat for over three months. Dude, I know a good essential <laughs> oil. I know a good essential oil. Corn corn chip burps. Yes. You know oh. what I'm talking about? Do you know somebody eats corn yeah. chips on the other end of the room and you can smell them like they're eating it's, them right under yeah. your nose. Do you do you remember Cheerio burps? Oh, you know, like like you, you yeah. get it every now and then. It's like oh, I got three kids under ten. There's Cheerio burps in my house all but, the time. But it's not. It, it's different. It's different if you're experiencing them internally. Oh, what you're talking about is that you ate Cheerios earlier that day, and later the oats from the Cheerios are coming up through your stomach. Yes, like, like they've you, made you, it all the way through your digestive tract, but somehow there's essence of Cheerio still. Yeah, and it's, it's like a, that weird, it's like, like it's horrible aftertaste. Like, oh. You know, in Buffalo, um, the general they have one of the General Mills uh, mills oh there, and you can actually drive through and smell Cheerios while you're going down the highway. It smells delicious, though. Yeah. I mean, but we should sell it. Yeah, we should definitely put it in an essential oil. You can Cheerios, rub on your body. Cheerios seems like it would be... Why are we like doing this podcast? Be... We should be essential oil in like a motherfucker. Yeah, essential, essential friendship snake oils. Well, the thing, what's going to happen is, is <laughs> Alex Jones... Literally essential, essential snake oil. Yeah, yeah, Alex Jones snake oil uh, salesmen are going to get a hold of us because our name is... We have snake in our name, right? <laughs> We obviously have product ideas that can that Listen, we can sell a fuck ton of. We have seventy nine followers on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> which many laugh at. But we were at sixty five just last week. That's so right, and we are, 50, and fifty nine of them progress. just followed us, hoping we'd follow them back. Yeah, and then well, absolutely. And guess what? <laughs> I do. I do follow back. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. <laughs> so Alex Jones was on the Joe Rogan podcast this past week. <laughs> For a third time. Um, what about... Um, he talked about... and This was fucking weird. And this is actually one that... This is probably the topic that made me kind of look at Alex like, oh, here's where the rambling's starting. Like, I'm a little concerned for your mental health state. Because I couldn't even understand what he was saying because he was jumping. He said that the Nazis made a deal with aliens. Which is true. Well, Dan... So, so... <laughs> no, um... Gunner, go. Oh, okay. So, because <laughs> Gunner, I know you know about this. Oh, so yeah, I got to fucking pull up. So th- there's um, so you know, there's a popular pop culture theme of how like World War Two was this occult occult war. We there are records of specifically the Nazis. Um, well, specifically Hitler, not not all the Nazis, but Hitler had an affinity for the occult. We know that. That's that's factual. So there is a uh, there is a movie that came out in the late thirties called Allgall or Olgall, which is uh, you know a German for owl. But what it what what it was about was that uh, supposedly this farmer uh, was out in the woods during the and saw this crash and talked with this being from this the star system which actually is a real one Olga, or Olga, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly uh, but it's kind of one of these things where it's like the the stories have overlapped into each other because what happens is that the, the the farmer meets this alien that looks like a giant owl so it's got it's got a giant head with big eyes is white and so here's I'm already calm a little skepticism on this. If you saw some sort of a crash and then saw a fucking giant owl being, mm-hmm. would you be sitting there ready to converse with it? Because I'm getting the fuck out of there. Well, you're assuming that you had you had the, he had the choice. No, no <coughs> you know, let's start. You so just gather really, up some mice and cook him dinner. What? 
what um if if that owl well i mean i don't know if there's mice on the planet he came from i mean he's not even an owl Right, I mean, he's not an owl from just another planet. Like he's something owl, else. Yeah, he just right. looks so, like one. I, you, I would, I'd want to make friends with him if he has the technology know, to make it here. He would at least buy some essence of broccoli. Well, well, maybe that's what he was there to, to barter it, it, for. So this, this, this gets into this gets because the problem is, is the I'm, I'm, this is a danger. This is I'm, I'm going to make a dangerous statement in the same situation. Before you make this statement, yes. Friendship snake oil says no. This is not condone the Gunner Kennedy's statements he's about to make. But don't we by but don't we by proxy condone one third because yeah. yeah we do we're a third responsible for it. All right, Gunner, say it. So um no, and this actually this goes this ties right back to the the topic of discussion that we started with, which is that like this whole like the fucking flat Earth guys that still kind of kick off around this. Mm-hmm. Um. Because people people always want to think that there's a secret, because it's a kind of it's kind of a corollary, it's a corollary function of the idea of trying to find something unknown, which is the kind to of tied to mortality, correct? E, well, e, to humanity, I would say. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, because we're the only species that gives a shit, right? Right. The rest of the species don't keep questioning shit. My cat doesn't like just stare into space and wonder. You don't. I mean, you don't I know wonder, that. I wonder if there's cats on those planets. No, he just humps his sister. So, um, stupid cat. You know, like essence of essence, essence of sister. Essence of, oh, God. oh, why? Stop. Why? No, no. Gunner, make the dangerous naughty, statement. Naughty, naughty trace. Gunner, make the dangerous statement because I'm interested. I want to hear it. So, um, this this gets into this whole idea of the simulation, like. You know, we, we like there's this whole, there's this idea that um, effectively we live in a multi-dimensional universe. You know, like so there there are under there are under and above dimensions. Sure, we're and that we're kind of like projection. We're projection on the particular slot in the the, the ex- existential hierarchy that we live on. You know, it's the the, the you know because we words get. Used a lot, so like you know, the, the the new hotness in pop culture is the idea that we're a simulation. It's sure. a, hol- a holographic universe. I heard that theory was created by a computer. Yes, well, computers plotting against us. If you ever read the book Man Plus, I haven't really computer... heard the dangerous statement though. So, no, no. So, well, no. So, um, are you familiar with um a guy by the name of Aleister Crowley? Mr. Crowley. Yes. That so, Mr. Crowley? Yes, yes. Okay. Big big gold big occultist started the order of the golden uh, you he know, has started a song? the order of the golden dawn. Uh Black Sabbath. Oh. Uh actually supposedly uh Barbara Bush's dad. Supposedly? Uh well cuz like Barbara Bush's mom hung out in that circle okay. and if you go and look at photos of that, you know, that's cuz there, there was something we were just having fucking George a, George W like literally, the grandson of Aleister Crowley reading a book about my pet goat at the end of the fucking human, you know, like the end of the fucking modern era, because there's a there's certain occultic significance to nine eleven, you know, if you go by that. Anyways, so, um, Aleister was very big on uh, this performing these rituals that effectively were trying to get him in contact with uh, these being called uh, uh, lol. You know the, the the great ones, like you know, LOL. Like, 
uh, L A L. L A or you know like you know and again it, it's it's this the concept of the so it, it's one of these things where like they talk about the concept of the the, the gray like you know you project it it's actually an artifact of your brain because your brain is attempting to associate the pattern of a face but it doesn't have any contextual information and it's one of these things where like people just can't perceive things correctly mm-hmm. because we're not wired you know like we're not we're not have, wired to allow us to have do. you seen the upside down faces the upside down faces yeah if you get the facial components like the eyes Yes, and you turn them, you turn them upside down, but you then turn the whole face upside down, so yes. the eyes are right side up. You can actually make out who it is. Yes, and then when you turn it right side up, the eyes are upside down. The 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 mouth, it's fucking weird. But okay. back to what you're saying, that we're programmed <laughs> to see a face in a certain orientation. Um, you know, and like we'll, we'll build one because the the other thing is is that it may not right. even it may not even be a thing. You know, like we're 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 the brain is recognizing that there's something there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have enough information to actually construct, to construct, you know, the other details of it. So that's why we get the giant owl, you know, like the giant creepy owl face. Okay. So um, Alistair was talking with this dude who, like, you know, doing all these occult rituals, trying to basically punch a hole to the other dimension. Is this pre-Lovecraft? This is no. This is around the same time as Lovecraft. Okay, gotcha. Like, so the, one of these things is it's it's kind of weird because effectively at the end of the nineteenth century. Up until about the time of the First World War, or like or after the end of the First World War, there was just this huge fucking burst of, like, the occult being a normal, you know, like, every, everyday thing. Like, we talk about fucking, like, we talk about Facebook and the internet. Like, people just fucking accepted that, you know, like, we had electricity, we had fucking, you know, like, we had, we, we had steam engines, everything like that. You know, like, most... You know, we weren't quite at modern, like, modern civilization, but we were in that transitory period, but they just accepted that fucking wizardry was real. Okay. And there were practical consequences of it. And so Alistair Crowley um, was trying to get a hold because that the thing is, he got uh, infor- supposedly he got information from these beings. Okay. But these beings look like fucking greys. And, you know, you talk about like how, G- you know, G- Joe Rogan goes off about like how on DMT he sees the fucking the machine elves and all that shit. And it's. You know, again, it, like that, it's part of that. Like whether it's all entirely in your brain, mm-hmm. or if it's somewhere else. You know, like again, w- w- your brain is not equipped to process certain types of information, so it just kind of fills in the fucking blanks to do the best that it can. Well, we assume it's not designed to well, process that well, information because it's been conditioned to process information from our ears, yeah. our eyes, our the sensories that we're given, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's not capable of it. But, you know, but yeah, it, it could be actually it, the opposite. Our brain could have evolved from something yes. that was completely capable of processing that information, but we've actually been suppressing it years and years and years. Well, and all it takes is essence of broccoli for it to essence come back. Of broccoli. Well, you, you, actually, and that gets into an interesting thing because, like, the, the the thing with the thing with most modern computing right now, what they're trying to do with AIs and stuff like that, is it's based around this concept of a neural network. And a neural network is inherently an additive process. But if you look at it from an actual bio, biomechanistic standpoint, um, there, is a no, there is another competing school of engineering on how you arrange these networks, and it's what's called a nervous network. It's called intelligent design. Well, nervous, yeah. No, so, so a nervous <laughs> network, so a, a, a neural network is a additive model. So implicitly, it's more energy intensive. It's... Um, it's 
a lot of compute power. And what biology goes to is what they call a nervous network, is a subtractive network. To your point, yes, over the course of time, as the, as the thing gets more complicated, it's going to actually work on taking things out, taking things out Filtering of the Filtering out the things that your brain may deem unnecessary. And yes. you learn that it's not necessary to process it, and therefore it just stops yes. processing it and stops recognizing or noticing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so... But where this goes is that um, in the early 30s, there was a uh, there was supposedly a crash of a vehicle in the Black Forest, and uh, the the Germans had a uh, theophysical society, you know, because that's what they used to call like fucking wizards, you know. Um. That was attempting to you know because they were an outcrop of this order of the Golden Dawn, but they were attempting to contact these beings that lived beyond the veil okay and supposedly there was a exchange of technology that went on from these beings that were beyond the veil because they built a thing called the glock or the bell and the bell was this weird fucking trans-dimensional transport device that you know it's like a giant it's a giant it's a, it looks like a giant bell but it was a it was a thing that could move through space in a way that you know, like you'd say, it's like a flying saucer. But yeah, is that it could remove itself? It could remove itself from this space and go to the other place or the upside down. Okay. And, uh, you know where where the, you get in the horseshit and stuff like that. That's fine, except you know all of this this kind of stuff keeps cropping up. And part of it is because we have the same, you know, part of it is an argument of it's the same reason why people are still arguing over whether the earth is fucking flat or not, because it hasn't been violently, dis- you know, there's no consequence for believing it or investigating it other than like you invest your time. Or if there's something else, you know, like, again, like there is there is an area of doubt where it's neither it's neither neither one is implicitly correct. There's just there's something here. We just can't fucking accurately ascribe it because that kind of shit keeps popping up over and over again. Like the guy, the guy who founded JPL, Jack Parsons, was Aleister Crowley's directly anointed uh, disciple, and him and L. Ron Hubbard were in the fucking desert in 1947 after they fucking did the, uh, after they, did, you know, after they did the Manhattan experiment, because that's actually supposedly one of the things that kind of brought about the modern age is that when when we when we set off the atomic bomb. We punched a we punched a hole in, in in the bleed by generating a reaction of sufficient power that things kind of came through. That's the theory, right? That's, that's the kind theory. of like yeah. And that's you know because the Germans were working on this too, because you know like the Germans were working on the same thing too. You get in the like, it was a race to, with yes. with Germany, and Einstein played a was kind of like a major role in that. Like, you know, but in the, that's why the, we had to get him. Well, and the thing is, is that it's it's one then thing. Shouldn't from he a be Jesus Christ to all the scientists? What's that? Then shouldn't Einstein be Jesus Christ to all scientists? Well, actually, technically, his wife was the one who figured out most of that. His first wife was the one who figured out most of that. She that's a conspiracy. Right. No, actually, she's on the papers. But that's no, he, not that. That was not part that of Einstein. the Me Too movement, Gunner. She was but, never on yes. those. Okay. I take it all back. She was loud. But but yeah, I mean, wasn't that part of the uh, the plot behind um, Man in the High Castle? Yes. Yeah. No, it, it, it gets so because. 
everyone was effectively trying to speak to outworld gods. I mm-hmm. guess really, if you want to get into bra- at some level, there was a legitimate, dedicated effort to talk to things that supposedly lived in the uh, the upside down or the, the the outside. So the question is: is that is this plausible? That's my question. Like, is Alex Jones crazy? Well, Alex Jones might be crazy, but that doesn't mean he's wrong. It's the marbles up the ass problem, which is that, like, you know. Okay, bad question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to pause so people can picture marbles in their ass. Well, it's Patrice O'Neill. Is a comic goes on uh, Opie and Anthony a whole, mm-hmm. whole shit ton of times, and he talks about he talked about it is the, the 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 marbles up the ass problem, which is that like the only people who can legitimately talk about these topics, well, legitimately is a loaded word. The only people who can talk about these topics mm-hmm. in a public forum mm-hmm. are people who are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because but, if but you're not the, crazy, I, I want to hear this marbles up the ass analogy. Well, because he 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 said like you can you can be like you can be like listen. Modern banking system. The modern banking system is designed deliberately to keep you under. Uh, it, I can't buy a fuck. I can't buy a fucking washer or a heat pump or whatever mm-hmm. at a fucking store mm-hmm. without going through a whole system that basically puts me in debt. Even if I have the fucking money mm-hmm. to pay for it right now. Yeah, don't get me started. But I want to hear about marbles inside an ass. So you can be talking about how that is, and everybody, everybody's like, actually, you know what? He's bringing up some legit points, mm-hmm. and it's like. I also like to put marbles up my ass, and then okay. it's like it's all the whole fucking thing's the whole fucking thing's a wash. Um, you know, like Lewis, you know, actually, so marbles like, up the ass is a metaphor for your you can't be taken seriously because if you mix if you mix factual information with crazy ideas. However, because if you did, if you were one that spoke crazy truths. But you did not openly admit that you had marbles up your ass. Mm-hmm. You would be eliminated by the people that you were speaking truths about. The only reason you're allowed to exist is because you openly say you put marbles up your ass. Okay, because I do. Well, that's well, that's why you continue I, to my exist. My name is Tracy. Are, are, they least, are they at least beaded? Because like that, you, you don't want you don't want to get stuff lost. No, there. that's sexual. Okay, I do it for counting purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for monetary purposes. My name is Trace Finicaro, and I put marbles up my ass. The tough ones are the smash marbles. You know the big oh, ones, God. the smashers. Oh, yeah. what's, what's the dude with the jar? What's the dude with? The oh jar? no no no! No, why no, would you no, go no. there? No no no! Why would you go no, there? This no, was no. fun family show until you brought up the jar. No, Gross. why would you go that there? Terrible. We're moving on. Don't even don't We're even moving. search that. We're moving Anybody on. that heard that, don't even search it. Never no. search the jar. Oh, no don't do that. that. No Why you just ruined the whole podcast. It's not ruined. Comment. It's definitely salvageable. Just take some broccoli oil. Take oh, some essential broccoli oil. You'll be fine. What about the, um, what if they're the, you ever play Mousetrap? Yeah. You know how you can't use a marble? You got to use the, like the weighted steel metal iron whatever those are made out of the, it's a fucking lead marble it's, a, it's like a ball bearing <laughs> yeah. yeah what about those i i mean like, i listen i'm that's not master one class to, that's master level I'm marble a marble up the ass stay already. away stay away from magnets though yes well i could fuck your world up mm-hmm. worse than i guess marbles in your asshole i'm not you know magnets you magnets heal that's true. Magnets do heal. You're right. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's heal. Maybe we'll about, maybe we'll delve into that business. Oil, what, what about essential oil of magnets? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you insert the metal, the, the healing metal marble. Mm-hmm. You put mar, you put you put ball bearings <laughs> in your ass, and then you rub magnet, healing bearings. You rub you rub a magnet on it, your it, stomach, it, and it cleanses you. It cleanses you backwards. That's right. That's terrible. Um, 
So with this alien space owl, by the way, Gunner, as you talk, the guy have this habit of just kind of staring at your face, and he starts looking like an owl head. Yeah, that happens. Are you one of them? No, I just... I. If I, you were, I, would you tell us? Probably. I think you're an I'm owl. Some, I'm something else. But so I guess to what Gunner's point with the Joe Rogan uh, podcast with Alex Jones, the Alex Jones... Isn't necessarily wrong on everything, but mm-hmm. because he is kind of batshit crazy, he'll never be kind of taken seriously enough. See, now it's tough to decipher what, what's bullshit but, and what's not bullshit. But, He's completely discredited immediately. And I agree, but Gunner kind of started that off saying that he was going to get a little bit dangerous. No, and no. So, uh, now, I, I, that, now that you've said that, Gunner, are, are you admitting that, that some of this stuff is plausible? I mean, is that really what we're hearing? Is that since it's a reoccurring theme, it's plausible are you saying that that it's 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 even stranger it's this reoccurring conspiracy and it's just as plausible as it could possibly be made up i mean what are what are what are you saying here because for for your, for those statements to be for, for you to say you know alex jones alex jones could never be taken as credible because because of his actions that that we we get but where's the danger so the the arg- the argument is is that we've kind of, we've kind of tac- tacitly accepted this idea, you know, like whether 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 you, whether you personally are doing this or not. Mm-hmm. We've tacitly accepted that the concept of that we're, we're not. It's not so much a simulation, but we're 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 a, we're, we're a projection. Mm-hmm. So that there's other there's other th- there's things other than us, and. It gets into this idea that effectively the act of observation changes the flow of mecha- me- the mechanistic flow of the universe, right? I mean, like, like Skinner you, box, we, right? We, well, you, you, what is that kind of like the Skinner box? E, Skinner, uh, Skinner, 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 the the the, the, the Yes, Schrodinger's yes. cat. Schrodinger's yes. cat. I'm sorry, not the Skinner box. But, my bad. Schrodinger's cat. My fault. My fault. So the bento box. <laughs> Yum. So again, but this this gets in the idea that effectively the, the the concept of conscious perception, the concept of conscious or not conscious perception, because we we, we we love we back to last week's concept of like language and you know mm-hmm. like how, how it represents things. We use words because sometimes we just don't have a better way of describing a scenario. We don't have a way of concisely getting into the complexity of things. Um, where this is is that if if if, if we if we kind of get to the, we make the leap that effectively yes, we're a holographic projection. Or we're an, we're a simulation, or which is a, which is a big leap. You we're, have to admit. But 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 you know, like the 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 mechanics of it kind of the the mechanics of it kind of work out. You know, it's 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 the Higgs boson thing. We don't have fucking pr- we don't have mm-hmm. actual literal proof yet. Right. But we see the we see this behavior so far with what we what, what you've observed, and it's kind of given us a good idea of how how it works. Okay, but 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 what, how does this tie into alien? The, the well, because phase. the idea, the, the idea is the, the the popular conception of aliens is that aliens are from some something from another fucking planet. Like you get in a flying, you mm-hmm. get in a flying fucking spaceship, mm-hmm. you fuck off from another star system, and you come here. Mm-hmm. And what the, the 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 actual regular like thing up until the forties, the concept of an alien, an alien, an alien was not something from another planet. An alien was something that was from the upside down, from another dimension. So maybe could be standing right next to you right now, but your brain can't reach it because there's a well, some sort of a barrier, same, a dimensional you're barrier. Same, you're not on the same. Yeah, you're not on the same substrate. Right. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but your brain, your brain, the electro, the electrochemical processes that allow you to perceive information, the network that it's moving through is can, you know, like you, you are able, cause you know, you pick up current from the atmosphere, the area itself. It's one of the things they talk about. Like if you're in like five, you know, like they get the 5g thing where they say like, it's going to fucking do personality modification and shit like that. You can be affected by electromagnetic pollution. But, I mean, isn't the problem, though, that scientifically the upside down is very likely to not obey our laws of physics? Mm -hmm. So why do we give a shit about Owlhead? Because he couldn't have come from the upside down. Or if he did, then he had to metastasize as an owl in our environment. And if that's the case, why wouldn't he just do it as a human? Well, so, so, why would he pick an owl head? So this he didn't exist like that. He didn't look like no. that. We we have, like you said, to the whole facial recognition thing. He needs to have a face in order for us to recognize him. Was the owl chosen because it was close enough? But well, you're assuming enough? that it was chosen, but maybe that's that's what the that's just how the brain perceived it. That's the how that pa- individual pattern, brain you, you perceived know, it. Because the other thing is, is that it's a cultural thing. Because if he talk, if he talked, if if you look at it over time from it like a Jungian archetype example, the projections do change. There's some mm-hmm. dr- like you see a face, but like the the way that we assign them is also kind of based on the symbology that's prevalent in a cult, prevalent in the culture at the time you know and this gets so so I want to get to what Wade's saying because I love that point but I'm trying to pardon I have no better word I'm trying to visualize it <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wade what you're saying is that let's step back from the physical world right and just mental right just mental. And the only thing that you can do is process these thoughts like a dream. Yes. Right? Sure. And and from, from, from what I think you're saying is that in your dream, you have to draw a picture. Something has to come so to mind. So you can communicate to that. Something has to, something has to materialize in order for you to engage with it. Yeah. Yeah. At least in your mind. Yeah. Right. Yes. But, but it, not that it has to, but that it's most likely to. Right. If you wake up from a dream and something killed you, it's most likely to have taken on a shape inside your head before it killed you. Right. It, although it could be Bird Box. God Watch damn. out. God damn it. Sandra Bullock will save you and call you boy. Boy, girl. <laughs> but no, I see what you're saying. Um, but I also think that uh, it's a little bit convenient. It, well, and that's that's where the problem lies, right? Just like with the flat earthers, it's a little I, bit convenient if, because they make it convenient for if, themselves. If 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 the if the upside down, which I don't want to confuse with the upside down that people have seen in Stranger well, Things, well, that's why that's why Gunner said it. I'm, yeah, so I'm, that it's, it's a, pop it's, it's a nice yeah, it's understand. a nice way to it's a nice way to think about it. But if the upside down, if the upside down can get into your head. What's preventing it from showing you their world? Well, I think like the upside down is already in your head, but it's you're you're not receptive to it because your right. brain at one some point right. evolved to the point that said this is not productive or this is not healthy or this is not. But isn't that like trying to teach a chicken Chinese? Well, they're actually they're the, the the concept of the Chinese the Chinese you know like actually there there's there's a popular there's a popular metaphor in old school AI research what they call the Chinese room. Mm-hmm. Which is that you could have someone actually just doing paper trail. Effectively, it's the proof that just because you can experience something mm-hmm. in a way that 
looks like communication doesn't actually mean that it is right and you know the the just because the chicken just because in some way you get the chicken to make the sounds in chinese in response to it doesn't mean that it's actually effectively a communication process between the two of you i have a two-year-old i know that very well he repeats the words but he doesn't know what the hell he's saying you know because it's because it's it gets into the it gets into the mechanics of like keep going uh it gets into the mechanics of um how ideation starts actually happening because you know like really the the thing that makes humans intelligent per se is that um our kind of social our, our social modeling is more developed than most other species like as dumb as it sounds because it's basically we we have a we it's also why we get so fucking neurotic some people get so fucking neurotic thinking about what other people think about them it's because the mechanism that allows us to build complicated behaviors is effectively i can project i you know i i'm not just thinking about what i'm going to do i can do a pretty good guess of what somebody else is thinking about what they're going to do and because you have this scenario you know but it's also this goes back to is that you can't perceive you have to you have to assign something you have to assign an agent to this thing that happened because it's not just you know things are hot you know like you're 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 sticking meaning on something because it's the way that you model it's the way that you kind of you model the, the world itself or other people in the world um but you can have all of the behaviors that effectively do that and not actually get to the point of you can have right. most of the behaviors that do that and not actually get to the point of I am thinking abstractly about right. the, the the world itself. Right. Which is well, and that, I mean that's why we're the only ones that do. You know, I mean, like dogs. Dogs have dogs. Dogs and wolves have complicated social hierarchies. Right. Dolph, you know, dolphins kind of did it, and then they said, you know what, this is fucking stupid. I'm going back to the ocean with my prehensile dick and uh, just eating and sleeping, eating, sleeping, and occasionally raping swimmers. swimmers. <laughs> There's an essential oil that it's we sell for essential that. oil. Yes, it's, that will it, protect you from dolphin rape. Yes, I, I, I'm working on one right now while you're talking, and it's called Smegma. No. Hey, come on now. It's the essence. It's just the essence, Wade. There's no, no. smegma in it. It's so, just the essence. So, and I guess, so, other than the fucking horrifying, yeah, as we we try and get away from smegma. I guess the thing is where I'm going is that. You can't get you, away from smegma. You, you it's part of you. Well, actually, technically, it's it's I, it's exactly not a part of you. Thanks for divulging that to us. What? Now we know. That smegma is not a part of you? No, keep going. Um. <laughs> Should we cut that part out? No, no fuck it. It's a, we don't cut anything out. Cut that anything was, out. It makes it, it makes it, that was, it that was a pun. <sighs> Uncut It'll soak blank. in. It'll soak in. There we go. Uncut we got it. Blank. We got it. <laughs> um, so, but, but I, I, I guess where this is going is that like you have, all, you have all these people who are attempting to do the same thing. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily valid or it's, it, you know, it's even right. But... It's again. It gets back to this idea of the guys trying to prove that the Earth is flat with all the tools that were used to kind of confirm that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And there's 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 obviously there's obviously something here. There's there's a there's a more involved phenomenon. I'm not saying that they're you know like you're talking to aliens and stuff like. But there's a, if you if you accept the idea 
that fundamentally we are we are something we are something existing in a matrix of something else mm-hmm. then um if you get into the idea that the, the universe is a it, the universe as a whole is effectively a computational substrate you know like you can model it accordingly and computer you know like computers are not just engineered articles they're just they're you know it's it's the idea that you know like we we use the word computer and unfortunately it's a metaphor that kind of imposes human action but you have you know you, you know like you you can have just like you can have a nuclear reactor that had no person ever put anything to get like there's there's one in South Africa right now that's been running for like 10,000 years it's a natural formation but it's effect, it's it's structurally a it is functioning exactly as a nuclear reactor without any human intervention. It's just it's just the way the deposits got you know. But it, it's it's breeding heavier elements over time, or it's breeding elements over time. It has its own neutron moderation stuff like that. But it's just some it's a it's a structure that arose naturally because of just circumstance. Like you know, it it, it boiled everything out that would have prevented it from being able to do it. Do you think we're on the inside of the bubble? I think we're on the gooch of the bubble. Do you think that we keep searching on the inside of our bubble? I think that a lot of this... And um, that each planet is a bubble? And that space is, their, a, is the inside of their bubble, but somehow they're all, they're all connected? I think it's a door. And I that the inside of our Earth is actually the mass that makes up the universe? No, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think that <laughs> <laughs> this, is a sim- this type of thing is a symptom of... Our makeup, which is why we are so quote unquote intelligent, what we perceive as intelligent compared to the other animals as, as our complex social structures. That's why we are, that's why we're kind of at the top of the food chain. But it's also, we're a victim of, well, this is how we got here. We can't, it's, it's difficult for us to why process that there's nothing else, that there's no one else, that there's. But, but it's, it's almost statistically impossible. And this is the problem that I have. That's an that interesting there's, statement. There's almost no, there's almost no evidence. I, I don't think that there's any evidence at all. I, I've, I've never seen it that life started here. There's really no signs that. Yeah, but there's no signs that life started somewhere else either, though. No, there's tons of there's tons of evidence, and the evidence is that other places exist, right? Those places exist, which means statistically, right? If life were to form. The chances of it forming on the place that it still is, there's a greater chance that it started somewhere else because there's so many other places it could have started. It's kind of like you walking down the street, taking a sample of a puddle and saying, all of the life inside this puddle came from this puddle. It is all, it's almost statistically impossible that it didn't come from another place. For us to think that life started here, and scientists are constantly saying, oh, we believe they started at the bottom of the ocean. But then they say, oh, wait, five billion years ago, Mars had water. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's not too far. How, why do you think that it started? But the other thing, Wade, and this is the part that I have a really fundamental problem with. And they have with, found microbes where, on Mars, like the fossilizations of microbes on Mars. So, they have? Well, the, the, they have? Well, because actually- I thought that they didn't know. Well, no, because it goes, it goes back and forth. Because the, the, the issue is, is that they, they found precipitates, the, the methane concentrations that they see on Mars They, are, they are found that the building blocks can be there, but well, they, have well, they found evidence of life? There hasn't been any sensor suites that have been capable of digging in. Yeah, I didn't the think only, that they found okay, evidence of life my, yet. My mistake, then. My the, mistake. The, the, the only thing, the only thing that even gets into is that there's methane concentration. They 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 detected methane concentrations in Mars, mm-hmm. which is conducive, which is basic. You know, again, it's not it's not 
Of like, yeah, material that, breaking you know, down. This week I read that they that they that they believe there might be actually under under surface ocean. Yeah, oh, but the, but the the methane itself, the methane the methane the methane accumulation, mm-hmm. methane is not something that generally precipitates naturally. It's a byproduct. It's a byproduct of microorganism action. You know, like you can you can make it under very specific circumstances. Don't we have don't we have moons in our solar system that are methane? Well, yeah, but the, so there's 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 two mechanisms that methane forms in, which is that like microbial action, which is doing a me- metabolic activity, mm-hmm. and then you need stuff where it's effectively um, you have to subject carbon and hydrogen uh, and oxygen to to like pressure pressure and heat okay. for a very specific circumstance, and gaseous methane will eventually evacuate from an atmosphere. So that's where, I guess where the thing is, the, the concentration of methane that they saw on Mars is not conducive to at least, the, you know, and again, that can change, to right. your point. Yeah, it can all change. But the problem is, is that life as we know it, it comes from a strand, an instruction strand of DNA that is so complex we still can't understand. And this is where, like, this is where, and I know this is kind of a, a new topic and it's probably a good one for another episode, this is where creationism, in my opinion completely blows science out of the water because we are the we are the life questioning origin yet we can't prove life we have no way to know how a dna strand under for billions and billions of years came to existence we can't even comprehend how all we can do is say oh well at the bottom of the ocean there was the building blocks for life and if DNA, did DNA form in its in its in its helix coil as is, or was it a series of 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 changes that evolved into what we know DNA now? And if it was a series of changes, why aren't there any signs of the old 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 forms of DNA? Is it because we don't have an environment where they can foster? And if we don't. How hard is we it to them. create this environment if it's them. simpler than our own? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. These these things these things we take for granted. So when we talk about owl heads in other universes, how is that any to me it's just as plausible because we don't even know how the yeah. DNA that forms us was created to begin with. We believe it's all linked. Right, we believe all life on Earth is linked, and that it all started from some basic life forms. But where did those basic life forms come from? In, in, how statistically possible could it have originated here? Well, actually, and that gets, it seems that, to me like it came from another mud no, puddle. Well, no, and, and actually, so your your to your to your to your point, or it was planted of, from the upside down. Well, because one one of the one of the things they talk about is that. Uh, Effectively, yes. the 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 get the the, the fundamental, you know, because we try and go back in time, because there's the difficulty of inferring useful information from record or you know from data gets more difficult over the time span because you know it's entropy. To your point, is that yeah, the 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 kind the kind of the the back the back room talk, as it were, is that. The reason that we're having such difficulty tracking this information down is that the origin of biochemical life on the Earth is not actually from Earth. Yeah, what if comprehension was never meant to coexist with the physical universe? Wouldn't that mean God created man? 
Well, actually, it's what it's the basis of what keeps religion alive. There's no explanation for where it started because you can always keep asking where did it start before that? Where did it start before that? And frankly, there's no answer. You saw, you, you saw but if it just existed and if it was just created, then that makes creationism actually true. Well, yeah, and aspects just, of it. The shit with the dinosaurs and the humans living in living together is bullshit. Right. There's some there's some big there's some major flaws with the way it's being monstrous taught. flaws. Yeah. But that isn't isn't that and more of the way it's, it's a being, major spin on shit like because it's not like the creationists are strictly trying to catalog like the history. They're putting this moral spin in their ideals and right. ideology so ingrained with it which is why I completely dismiss it because those are all human factors those are not like pretending to understand if if there are gods or a god or a creator or creators the fact that any one of us is like claims that they can understand it and they know the right way the master judge is a problem right yeah you can't have one man telling a group of people what our originator would have wanted when we can't even comprehend where our originator came from, right. why they created us to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree with I completely agree with that. Although that's kind of the anti-organized uh, religion side of me bleeding out. Right, no, and I, and I agree with that. It's just, it's got so little to do with science. Right. You know what I mean? And it's... But it doesn't mean it's wrong, just like no, Alex Jones. No, you're absolutely right. Just like Errol, it doesn't mean Alex Jones is wrong because he's a crazy fucker. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to... If Alex Jones wants to boof... Broccoli essential oils. I will sell him that essential well, broccoli. Because the, the other, the other, the other thing is, is that digging too deep into these topics essentially makes you a fucking crazy person. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think digging into them is one thing, and then completely believing and representing that, representing that you are completely believing it. That maybe might be another. If you are absolutely on board with with very little evidence, right? Then yeah, that makes you. Kind I think of it's three. As I off. think it's threefold, right? Number one, we all think about it. Yeah, right? absolutely. We don't talk about it, but we all think about it. Why are we here? It's just part of our human nature, right? So the first and foremost, yeah, if you're crazy by thinking about it, then we're all crazy, and that's probably true. Number two, like Wade said, to believe in something that you don't have sufficient evidence for, mm. yes, that you kind of come off as crazy. And I that's in really, in my opinion, that's... The nature of human beings. Well, it's, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's more the nature of being naive, right? And, and that's fine because we've had to survive for tens of thousands of years as a species just going on the small amount of information that's been given to us throughout our lives. And then we try compiling that and giving it to our young and hoping that they can do more with that information. So for us to believe stuff that we have no evidence for, that's the whole idea of superstition, really. Um, that's partially crazy, but it's also partial instinct. And then the third part, and this is where I like your point, Gunner. In order to comprehend this stuff, you will go crazy. That's what I like. I like the fact that you, you know, it's like the, the Stephen Hawking problem, right? If he can think about physics on, a, on, a, on that level, was, his, was him being quadriplegic, was that helpful well, that's in actually, him comprehending? Well, his perception, right? Like, he, actually, he actually specifically said that he never would have been the physicist that what he, he was if his body actually had not done that to him. Right. Because it... it, right. it, it, it you know, like by you that cutting, by that yeah, cutting a lot off of overthinking. Mm-hmm. So when you say you're crazy, 
<laughs> I, I completely agree on, on on three separate individual three separate individual points. I agree with you. Again, it's it's not ju- it's not just the the lizard people running the world. It's it's you you suddenly start diverging from being able to have regular meaningful con- communication about your understanding right. of the universe once you get well, because you, you you still need to bake a potato and eat it. Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if the potato is made of electrons that come from another side of the universe. You will die, and then you, you won't eat, be able to think about that side of the universe if you don't eat that well, fucking potato. And it's because because it gets into this other thing too, which is effectively our you know like we I've talked about before. Our brain is designed. Our brain is evolved around the concept of responding to threat because it's get, getting you away from threat. But if you start like getting into this abstract, you know, like over you know, like if you start perceiving a threat from a place that you have no power over, your brain just kind of gets trapped, you know, like you, you're going to start triggering that mechanism to deal with threat, which is why you start seeing like the fucking manic stuff bleed out because it's, it's the fight or flight against and nothing you can't that you fl- can do you, about you, it. You right? can't escape. Well, and that's the other thing. It's almost the lazy man's way of problem solving, right? If the problem is something that's so big it's out of your control, then you're not going to do anything about right. it. So it's a lazy man's way of problem solving. The problem is bigger than the problem is bigger than me. I will do nothing. But the other the other the other crazy avenue is that what if you're the five percent that don't think that it's a problem that's too big to solve and you're <coughs> attempting to solve a problem that involves beings from beyond space and time fucking setting up shop on your front yard well, i'll tell you what we don't have time for is to solve that problem right now because uh, we, uh, we are way over the two hour mark not like way over but, but gunner's earned his owl man <laughs> we are considerably over <laughs> so with that we're going to bid you adieu uh, give us a share and give us a like and we're definitely still looking for suggestions for topics um, argue with us yeah or definitely argue with us call us assholes tell us we're wrong and we'll sell you some essential oil broccoli oil photoshop uh, owl head on gunner's send us, head send us, that would be sweet send us some videos of cock drifting um, don't send those that. to gunner don't send those don't send them to me <laughs> too fast too fast take it easy guys right.